Hey everybody, hey everybody, hello all of you wonderful people out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, my name is Will. Hey everybody, I'm Lee. And hey everybody, I'm Chuck. And the joke is on. <laughs> Thank you very much guys. <laughs> Throwing me off, can't even get through my intro, thanks. Anyways, this week we're here to discuss the brand new 2022 film, The Batman. Let me pull this up here. Written and directed by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, John Toretto, right? Toretto, Toretto. Sure. Tor- sure. Why not? John Toretto, Andy Serkis, and Colin. Jo- no, Fowler. John T- John Turturro. 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 Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Turturro. Andy Serkis. Now and we first Colin Farrell. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go yeah. ahead. You're, it's 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 on you, man. We first heard about this movie back in 2020, so we've been waiting <laughs> for this movie for two years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about. I will say it was a better re- it was a better result than Black Widow, though. <laughs> oh yeah, this movie was fantastic. Leaps and bounds. This movie was I fantastic through and through. Um, I'm gonna go. I I'm gonna, absolutely loved. It. I'm uh, yeah. Wait, I'm gonna throw you, to you, you guys. Did, you didn't skip out Andy Serkis and Peter Sarsgaard, right? I said Andy Serkis and Colin Farrell. Okay, okay, but Peter Sarsgaard was in it. Okay, and I don't I don't know if anybody saw it, but there was an episode of SNL years ago. Where um back with like right after SARS was a big deal, like the first SARS thing, like, oh my god, SARS. Uh he was on SNL doing an infomercial for Peter Sarsgaard's SARS guards. And they were the masks <laughs> that we were wearing. But it had a big picture of Peter Sarsgaard on the front of it. <laughs> and the, and I guess it was after everything was okay. So he's like, So now you can you can be a part of the history by buying your very own um, box of Peter Sarsgaard's Sarsgaard's. Well, that's hysterical, yeah. but we're talking about Batman. So yeah, well, he's there. No, 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 no. We're talking about the Batman. Oh, the Batman. We have to. We have to be. Anyways, we have to be exact. We have to be exact. He's not. Anyways, he's not so I want. I want. I want. I want Lee to go first on his on his breakdown of this movie real quick on how he feels about it. I was actually <clears> going to go to you because you're the one who saw it first out of all three of us. So, this is true. Go you ahead. But okay, a, a, if, you wanna, if you want to throw to Lee, go to throw, throw to Lee. I'll go first. Okay. I um absolutely loved this movie. Um, I put it up there in the same spectrum as. At the, at the same level as Dark Knight, um, for different reasons. Dark Knight was more action, was more, you know, was more modern, military, you know, that kind of stuff. This brought Batman back to his roots. He was a true detective. He was dark. He was, he, I mean, you saw Bruce Wayne like three times in the film. And, you know, the, one of the big things is, was there any duality between the two of them? I don't see that, but even when you watch the new Superman movies, there was no duality between Clark Kent and Superman and Man of Steel. Um, so they are kind of doing away with the duality in a lot of the movie. Like even Peter Parker isn't he's different. He's not he's Peter he's Spider Man as Peter Parker and as Spider Man. So you're losing the duality in a lot of these just, movies. Just a small thing that I want to add on to this. This is not a movie about Bruce Wayne. This is a movie about Batman. Batman, exactly. That's what I said, too. This was a movie about Batman. Um, and I absolutely love... My biggest thing was they brought it back to... There was a lot of action in it, but first and foremost, this was a detective movie where he had to actually solve the quote-unquote riddle. Um, and then the guy who played the Riddler, I, I'm ta- I, he... Paul Dano. He's... to. 
Yeah. He was up there in a different style as Heath Ledger was for Joker for me. He was fantastic through and through. And I'm surprised too. I actually liked Robert Pattinson as the Batman in this movie. That's I thought he did the a great most job. surprising thing for me as well. Pattinson did I an amazing loved... job in this. I did not see it coming. Fantastic. I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, Mr. Vampire <laughs> Glitter Boy is actually a good Batman. Blo- yep. Absolutely blown away. Newfound, new, I new... thought he was better than Affleck. Yeah, so did I. Newfound respect for yep. the man. Yep. Lee? So I never <laughs> liked Man of Steel. Um, I... I... I don't like um, I have this thing about Zack Snyder films for the most part although the Snyder cut of Justice League was just so much better than the cut we got initially that's where I'm kind of like okay thank you Zack Snyder for having your own version that you had to reshoot half the movie for but um, maybe that's because I was already settling with I guess this is where DC is at so DC movies have been up and down for me over the years I grew up on you know the, the Tim Burton uh, Batman movies, um, even the Schumacher ones, or at least forever, Batman and Robin. I looked at that, and it, like right when it came out, I'm kind of like, they just went way too far. But the point is, we never expected an amazing superhero movie back then. But since that time, we got something like Iron Man, which back in 2008 when that came out, that movie blew my mind because I'm like, you had action, you had drama, you had comedy, everything fit into place and you had some level of like this is more believable than some of the other stuff we've seen it was about he's a weapons designer technology yeah way beyond the technology we've ever seen on our in our own lives but it was more realistic it felt tied in now i'm expecting because the mcu has done so much for the superhero genre now that we've had like the chris nolan verse um for batman I was like, okay, well, that was really good. I like that they kind of followed along with, like, there's technology here. They explain the technology. It's military-grade technology. Got it. Worked in there by this guy, Fox. Okay, whatever. That makes some sense. When I knew this was coming out and I saw him, like, talking with detectives and being Detective Batman, saw the trailer for it, I'm like, that's awesome. We've needed to see that. It's something we've always seen in the um, the animated series that we grew up with. You know, the one that used to be on Fox. You know, way before they did, like, the Batman and Superman, you know, show. When he yep. had, like, the black symbol, he had <clears> blue <throat> eyes, and the animation was off, and the, the story was lame. I mean, we have to admit that, you know, this, the Superman cartoon around that time wasn't great either. It was, but the Batman one, the story in there, it was really, really well done. They had some really high-class writers writing stuff there. So I was really hoping that this was going to be more along those lines. Now, we're talking duality, and Chuck, you brought it up because you know that's where I'm going. My biggest issue is because we've done so many takes on Batman. We've done more takes on Batman than we've done on Superman, which is a reality. You would think that when they get to this point, they would find a way to really try to capture the best of all the different iterations we've seen. And yes, it it seems as though they're really getting rid of this duality um, in a lot of superhero things. But I don't like that because it just it takes away from what we knew about these characters. There should be some level of here's how I am here and here's how I am here. Now, Christian Bale did an amazing job pretending to be a rich jerk when he was Bruce Wayne, you know, and then eventually a, a you know, a a crabby old, you know, eccentric 
rich jerk when we saw him in The Dark Knight Rises. Like, we saw him be him there and then Batman. We saw a difference between the two, and it was all part of the game. You knew that Bruce Wayne was the mask. I love that part. That was one thing that made me really love the Nolan verse more than ever because he played that role good. Well, we'll say. Now, here you get, you know, glittery vampire boy comes in, and I think he did a great job in Tenet. And I'm like, okay, so he worked with Bruce Nolan. That's great. I'd, I'd love to see where Bruce Nolan. Bruce Nolan. <laughs> like Bruce Nolan. <laughs> he worked with Nolan, and uh, he goes in, and I was like, okay, we're going to see him really pull some of these, these things out. But my biggest concern about this movie is there was no duality between the characters. When we saw Bruce Wayne, it felt like he said two words in the entire movie, and every time you saw him, I mean, we, we watch the pitch meeting stuff, and we always laugh about it, and the guy said it like this. He's like, oh, so this Batman's dark and brooding. Oh, well, how's Bruce Wayne? Well, he's brooding and dark. It's like, yep, there was no <clears throat> difference between the two, and I'm like, ah. I understand the guy's seen some stuff, and he's not in a good place, but it's not hard for people to guess. Rich guy's got money, you know, acts the same exact way. Sometimes we might spot him wearing, like, eyeliner. Okay, might be that glittery vampire boy, Bruce Wayne. It just, it, that's where it lost it for me. I'm not saying I hate the movie, but I just, that's one aspect of it that I was like, ah, oh, I wish they just... Took a page, the, and from, I hear what you're saying, but no I hear what you're saying, but they're not. Their their whole point was to show was to showcase Batman, not to showcase the duality or to showcase Bruce Wayne by any means. Bruce Wayne was a side character for at best for this movie. This movie was not around Bruce Wayne at all. It was around Batman. It was never supposed to be around. Like in the Nolan verse, you see fifty-fifty. He's half the time he's Bruce Wayne, and half the time he's he's Batman. In this one, it's like ninety-five-five. He's ninety-five percent of the time Batman, and he's five percent of the time <clears throat> Bruce Wayne. And if you want to look at realism and the way he flies on the city, is so much more realistic in this movie than he was in Dark Knight Rises. Another yeah, dark squirrel Knight. suit. A, okay, a, so a I'm small gonna, point, so I'm gonna a small point that I want to add on to what Chuck just said. I also think that you have to cut Bruce as a character a little bit of slack. We're in the second year of him doing this. He hasn't got his bearings down yet about who exactly he wants to be. He doesn't even like Batman. Doesn't become the quote unquote hero until the end of the movie. So I, right. I don't know. I just I I. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I so personally again, never so really enjoyed, is... just from a psychological standpoint, that, that Batman and Bruce Wayne could be two completely different people, that he could go out and see all this horrific crime going on at night, and then during the day he can just turn around and be an eccentric playboy. I always right. hated that. I like this, right. what he's doing here, so much better than anything that, that, that we've seen Bruce Wayne <laughs> do before. And let's say they make this a trilogy. And we have to compare this Nolan verse to this, and this becomes a trilogy. This compared to Batman Begins, a thousand times. It better. exceeds Batman Begins, way better. Because Batman Begins is eighty percent Bruce Wayne and twenty percent Batman. <laughs> right. So, so I'm going to correct you on on that. First of all, it's still my turn to share how I felt about it, but 
Um, so, but, um, you're saying that he's like, you know, 95% Batman and like the 5% Bruce Wayne. No, he's 100% Batman the entire time. There is no difference between the character. And that's the only thing that I, I had no, to say I, about it. I get that. But what I'm saying is he's portrayed as Bruce Wayne for about 5% of the time. I don't I think guess so. that as Bruce I'm, Wayne. I'm pretty sure that everybody there looks and goes, oh, I bet you that's him. Because yeah, it's no so obvious. Did. That happened once in the movie. Uh-huh. We'll get there. But my it's, point but that happened it's once not, in the it's movie. It's not that obvious, <laughs> though. Because he also hides himself out in the... He doesn't come out a lot. If your thing is mm-hmm. the eyeliner in front of Alfred, I agree with you. Well, no, no. Well, well he then... just got out of the suit and Alfred came down. He was no, still so wearing it. I, I... Well, Alfred And he wears knew. that throughout the movie as he's on his bike because he's changing into his bike suit and then turning back into the Batman when he gets off his motorcycle. So he's still... Batman in those times, he's just wearing a hat to cover his face so no one sees him as Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Which is, to me, more realistic. They made this more realistic than <laughs> let him, Batman. Let, Chuck, Chuck, let him, let him, no, let him finish. Let him finish. Let go him ahead. Finish. Sorry. If you guys want to have this podcast yourself tonight, that's fine. <laughs> I can just sit this one out. <laughs> oh, go. No. This is how so, it always happens, bro. Yeah, I know, and that's why... All right, so uh, the eyeliner thing, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, okay, good, they're finally addressing that. Because we all remember the big faux pas in Batman Returns, where <laughs> where you watch it, there's that scene at the end where he rips off the top of his cowl so he can, like, reveal himself to, you know, to Max Shrek and to Selina Kyle and, you know, a dead penguin, um, or seemingly dead, until he needs a cup of ice water. But he, um... <clears throat> The whole point there the scene right is before that, that he's wearing the <laughs> eye makeup. It's it's on, and then it's and then, and then, it's, and then off. it's then it's off, and then it's on again, and then he rips it off. He rips off the mask, and the eyeliner's gone. You're like, oh, okay. It's, but that's the thing is like they wanted to put on the illusion like, oh, it looks cool like this, but then it would look pretty ridiculous if he took it off and he looked like a raccoon. So that's why they never did it. But here they're like, well, it's Robert Pattinson. I'm sure he'll be fine wearing makeup, you know. You know, Michael Keaton was probably like, "No way, sorry, man." <laughs> so, no. The point that I'm 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 getting at is that is the only big issue with it. Now, I've only watched this movie once. It usually takes me a couple of times to watch something. So, my first big thing was that, and the only reason why I'm sticking with it is because you guys are against me on it, and I just want to make my voice heard. I'm not saying I hate this movie. I'm not saying I think it's horrible. I'm not I'm not agreeing with you that it's one of the best Batman um, depictions we've seen. Because it is, it's fantastic, but I would have liked to see a little bit more between the characters. That's it. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not saying this movie's horrible because of that. I think the music was great. The score is fantastic. I think that the the feel of it, the fact that you know, um, it's dark like the entire time is is great because it's it's going along with the Dark Knight. You know, I mean, DC is always dark in general. Well. I mean, for Batman stuff. So it just it it's going to be like that. Gotham is a dark place, no matter where you go. They're always missing light bulbs. So they just kind of go through it. But I'm not I saying I hate the, it. I just I just that was my desire. And I, right, I, I think and I think yeah. if they get they do another movie of this, like a second part to this, they're gonna give you what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah, I agree this with that. This was one. just this is just starting off to show you Batman. So if you have if you keep that in mind, does that change? Like, like they're they're trying to put on display primarily the Batman and not 
like even back in the Adam West days, Batman and, and Bruce Wayne were the same character then too. Right. But they got better. <laughs> they got and a then lot they better. Did this. They got a lot better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think comparing anything modern day to Adam West is, is fair at all. <laughs> Dude, I can't. Yeah, exactly. The bat <clears throat> dance and the eyes and the whole thing and just how cartoonish, <laughs> like over the top cartoonish that movie was. What was it? 66? 67? And, and, well, and, that was the, a, it was a comic show, book show. So like, yeah. It was, the it show was, was fantastic. It was redi- okay. Anyway, for, for the for its time frame, it was great. For its time frame, sure, sure. Anyways, I'm agreeing. I'm 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 on board with both of you on a couple of things. I think this movie is fantastic. I think this is leaps and bounds better than at least Batman Begins. I think it's better than both of the um of the Tim Burton films, <clears throat> and certainly they're better than the Schumacher films. I'm not. We're not even going to play that game. There's only one problem that I have with this movie. Well, a, a couple, but one major problem that I have with this movie, and that is it takes way too much from Seven and Zodiac for it to be like its own movie. I, f- I feel like it's stealing so much from at least Seven that this is in the shadow of Seven in certain regards. I, I cannot yeah. be alone on that. It, it, like, you get the whole scene like at, towards the end of the movie where you have Gordon, the older and wiser detective who's monologuing a, a passage out of the psychopath's journal, and then the psychopath reveals himself when the psychopath wants to reveal himself. This is straight out of Seven. You can't <laughs> think about anything else but that. That's my big gripe about this movie. And we're we're going to get to it later when we actually get to that scene. And there are a couple of other little quirks that I have. But for the most part, I thought this movie through and through, up and down, was absolutely fantastic. I am blown away by Robert Pattinson. I didn't see that coming at all. And another thing, you say that the, you know, the, the, the steal of the movie, Chuck, for you was Paul Dano. Man, Colin Farrell did it for me. That makeup job, the way that he's acting like Penguin, it's almost like he channeled... Well, um. Oh my god! You couldn't even tell it was Colin Farrell. You couldn't. Oh, what? To, oh my god! I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I cannot believe I'm forgetting his name. De Niro? No, not De Niro. Oh my god! I am ridiculously embarrassed because I love the show. Oh my god! Sopranos. Oh. Oh my god! What? Anybody from Tony Soprano? Oh my god! Uh, which the main yes. guy? Oh, Gandolfini. G- James Gandolfini. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like Colin Farrell was channeling James Gandolfini when he was playing this role. It was fantastic mm. through and through. Oh. So yeah. I, I just, well, I don't know. This, this from even even John Tutorano, whatever his name is, was fantastic <laughs> in this movie too. Yeah, Tutorano. We're <laughs> all doing it. <laughs> I, I can't pronounce his last name. Don't John T. Tarantino. John T. Just say Falcone. He was. Just say Falcone. Yeah, he. Falcone, he was fantastic. He, he really was good. Yes, he was. I mean, it was funny because yes, Chuck was. was like, I've never seen him play a serious role. I'm like, uh, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. He's done yes, a lot of serious but he's roles. More, he's, he's more known for his, I mean, even in Transformers. Come on. <laughs> What's your location? Uh, beneath enemy scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's always got that comedic bent to him, even though... Um, and when I saw him come in, I first of all I didn't even, I forgot he was even in the movie. So when I saw him, I was like, Falcone, really? And he blew me away, blew me away. I'll be honest, the only per the only thing I wasn't a big fan of was 
how they portrayed Catwoman with her, you know, ski mask, cutout face mask over like it was off. That was the only well, part well, I did not like. I felt she's that a, way. She's a cat burglar. I that felt. Was, go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. She's a cat burglar, and and I think that's what we've forgotten. So if we watch, if you've played some of the games, like some of the Arkham games, the way she's portrayed there, she's just a burglar who knows how to fight. So she's not out there doing anything but just things for herself and for her own purposes. And that's how she's was depicted oh, yeah. in like comics and whatnot. But we're oh. so used to like Michelle Pfeiffer, like she's doing it out there for revenge, you know, blowing up Shrek's place and this and that. And then oh, what I we don't saw even... when she was just like a super villainess in the old. So that's Adam the one West place. That's the one place I'm not going to make any comparisons. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is beautiful as she is. She is no Michelle Pfeiffer in 1992. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. But anyways, so is, but for even... you, your, your your problem with Catwoman was my problem with um with Riddler in this movie. I thought his costume mm. looked like he cut something up out of a, out of a um <laughs> out of a raincoat and just threw it on his face. Like I yeah, did not right. like it was I thought it was ridiculous the way that he looked. I thought it was so and, stupid. And, oh, so did I. And, and then he baned his way through the entire thing <laughs> with yeah, up up until the end where he gets on social media. Hey guys, how you doing? So anyway, I know, and he's like, yeah, his voice totally changes. I'm like, wait, what just happened? It's it, yeah, he was he was a little bit ridiculous for me when until the on... end when he's in Arkham and 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 him and Batman are having that back and forth. That's when Paul Dano completely flipped the script for me and turned on. Aside from when that, thought, absolutely. When he, when he when, when he, he lost was in it, the, when he when realized he was yeah. in the yeah when he was in the diner and he gets caught and you see the look on his face that's when it did it for me I was like Again, oh this guy's good way two seven way mm. two seven you think so yeah Detective. I want to know how did he you got get, caught okay, I see, because I he wanted seven. to get caught. True. You look at this I, character I that, when but... he gets caught and when he's like as good as the interrogation scene was. <laughs> it's Kevin Spacey. It's John Doe. Yes. Detective. But how do you get my question Detective. is C7. How, how do you get how do you get Zodiac out of this? Aside from it being a detective film, just by the way, Zodiac just, was a by the way, because, which by the way Zodiac is a fantastic It is movie, a fantastic film. Just because of the way that just because of the way that he that 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 the Riddler was laying everything out and the breadcrumbs and the cipher and the the riddles all over the place and everything being spelled out for you plain as day. Mm-hmm. Now, is yes, it the, is the it difference is, it, is, is Zodiac okay, he never got caught ever. It no, he didn't. I and I agree with you. This movie is not on the level of Zodiac. But the similarities are there so much that it's still kind of in the shadow of for me. I'll just I'll just take away both those movies and say this movie is in the shadow of Fincher. I I, I that's that's just that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. But I mean, it was still fantastic through and through. I love this movie. I'm not saying right, that I, I, I don't. I, I, love I, look, this I guess movie. I guess if you look at any kind of genre now, you can compare it to any other movie out there. So many other movies out when there. You're, when you're okay, so it's one thing to do, you know, your wink, nod, and a smile, or pay homage to a film. It, that that's right. one thing completely. That's hey, we're gonna use this small little like one second clip out of this scene to be like, hey, we see you over there, or we remember you, or this is some of our favorite movies, or you know, this was my favorite thing, whatever. That happens in movies all the time. It's another thing to do an almost plot for plot remake of a film. The Force Awakens. 
there you go. It's basically New Hope. So, yep. and when you get here and you get to a certain point in this movie where they're actually hunting down Riddler, it turns into Seven. There's, there's, there's no other way that I, I personally can look at it. And maybe I'm biased because Seven is one of my favorite movies of all time. But hmm. it, 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 for me, for me, that is what it is. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. Anyways. So, so I don't want to, like, <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of things we can talk about. We can go through our normal format, but I think there are certain things that we should touch upon. So just because we've seen so many Batman iterations, so many different times where he's come back up, what are your thoughts on the costume? I loved it. Why? Why? <clears throat> yeah, what about it? I love the fact superior? that they made the, the breast, the, the, the chest plate bulletproof. <laughs> Um, it was actual metal. Um, it wasn't plastic. Um, I loved the bat symbol coming out and actually being utilized as something that was useful. really cool. That's cool. It was actually um, useful. No, <laughs> I love that the cape turns into the squirrel suit. I love just the over, like every bit of it was. It was. It was. There was tactic per- reasons for it, and it. It, it was just. I thought it was just really cool. I liked it. Now, now, just correct me if I'm wrong because I only watched the one time. You watched it twice because we, you went and then I went with you. Um, did he have shock gauntlets? Yes. That yeah. is straight amazing. out of the video game. Straight, straight out of, out of, of Arkham. And, and I was, I saw that happening, and I'm like, did I just miss the coolest thing? He he legit had shock gauntlets, and I lost my mind just just in the thought that I'm like, I think that's what I just saw. So that's amazing. And I think I think that needs to be, you know, one thing that's really brought up and said, wow, that's the coolest thing to me about the costume is that they utilized some of the things that we haven't seen anywhere but the game. And I mean, that was the best part. It's like once you get to a point where you can where the shock gauntlets are charged up and you're ready to go, it's like, oh, it's on. You know, you can take out some of your biggest and best and, you know, most challenging guys when you have those rolling like ready to go. So I will say I thought that was cool. The the mask took me a while, just the way where it's, it looks like it's multiple different pieces and kind of sewn together. I okay, hated so it. Y- you think it it looked a little weird? It looked goofy. Yeah, it looked the goofy. mask itself. It, yeah, the mask itself, the whole uniform, how baggy it was when he was you know doing up to his shenanigans. Like it just looked like he was wearing <laughs> a giant raincoat. And he 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 grabbed another one and cut it up and made himself a mask. Like it was so stupid. It was so see, and and the reason why and the reason why I have such a hard time with that is because the rest of the movie is so sound. Like Penguin mm. is fantastic. Batman is fantastic. Catwoman is fantastic. Riddler, eh. Eh. Really? Yeah. I, I liked him. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, thought it was I goofy. That, I thought I, I, I thought it was I think real the goofy. mask. I think the mask is the only thing that I'm a little like, eh. But I mean, we they we knew that they were gonna try to redesign it. I mean, we when we first saw um, Batflex, let me tell you something. Mask, I prefer. I, we let me, like, let me okay. be clear. I prefer this over Jim Carrey. I will say that much. This is much much better than the way Jim Carrey looked as Riddler. But still, the mask is just stupid. I just no. Nah. The mask for Riddler, you mean? Yes. Well, Riddler about, was always it, Riddler about, was always mask, spandex. But, I think he's asked what the how about the mask for for Batman though? That's what we're talking about. He's on the mask for the Riddler. I love oh. the mask for Batman. 
Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's where I'm confused. I'm talking oh. about ba- Batman's oh, mask. Oh, I thought you were talking. Okay, because there was some back and forth. No, and no, somebody no, no, said no, to talk no. about Riddler. Oh no, I, Batman looked fantastic. Okay, the suit, you, everything. You liked the Batman, way that his, yeah. his mask looked. I like, okay. I like the I just, way, I like the way the bat suit looked through and through. So yeah. we've we've seen it, we've seen it done so many times, and we've seen it change. Like I've got my old school, you know, Tim Burton up on the wall here. Then I've got right next to it, which is hidden underneath a hat, um, is the um, the Nolan verse Batman. And then you got like the weird, like really short ear, you know, bat fleck one where it's, they're like on the sides and kind of just like part of the side, almost like a weird, I don't even know how, how else to describe it. But then you get this one, which is like these tiny little weird ones that come up from the back, you know, kind of like the old Keaton, but not quite. I don't know. I just feel they, they wanted to change it up enough. Um, I'm not against I, it. I think I think the suit looks amazing. It's just when I first started seeing some of the um, some of the first uh, teaser stuff they showed us, I'm like, I really hope that's not the mask they stick with. Like I'm looking at it here, and it's clearly like a bunch of leather sewn together. So I was like, okay, you know, as opposed to one solid piece. I don't know. I, I, I'm just being nitpicky at this point. But I, I feel like the rest of the rest of his whole suit was fantastic. It was you. He can he can utilize things. Um, you know, the functionality of the suit was fantastic. Um, it's just the mask, the way that the whole front piece of his forehead was sewn on. I think that's the one thing I just didn't like is how how weirdly sewn on it looked. Mm. Which, if they do another movie, they might fix that, and I'm fine with that. Mm. So, whatever. Okay, that's that. What what other aspects? I mean, do we think that like kind of stuck stuck out that were you know discussion worthy? I mean, costume, basic characters. I mean, we already we already know that we all kind of hate the Riddler's costume. It was just like you said, it was a raincoat <laughs> cut up and then thrown back on. Um, but aside from that, I think everything else kind of fit in. It worked well, um, and I know that. It might be beating a dead horse just because, I mean, it is beating a dead horse because how many times do we need to see, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents get shot and some kind of, you know, origin as to why he's who he is and what happened. So that's something Um, I actually really love about this movie is that the origin story is kind of sewn in to the actual movie itself. It's not just like up front at the beginning in the first five minutes. We got to watch Thomas and Martha Wayne die all over again, guys. So let's get ready. And we're going to see him fall down a well or we're going to see him around a bunch of. No, none of that. It was right. And it that was, was sewn into the page. story. It was baked in. It was perfect. I don't want to see any more origin stories for the rest of my life. We don't need to do anymore. Everybody knows the story. Everybody knows Thomas Wayne dies. Everybody knows that Batman's an orphan. Everybody knows that he grows right. up and he puts on the cape. We all know the story. Right. Let's just jump and, right well, into well, it. Well, 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 I think that's why they took the well, page out of out of like Spider Man. Like when they redid Spider Man with you know Tom Holland and all of that stuff, they did not start with. Here's how he gets bit by the spider. They just went right into he's already Spider-Man with a makeshift suit, and then they wove him into Civil War, and then he finally got his own movie. I like well, that they did that because we've seen it done so many times. We don't need to go through the whole rigmarole again. Wait, wait a minute. Tom, Tom and Martha Wayne die? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. 40 years Martha. of watching Batman. <laughs> 40 I still years of watching Batman? You didn't know that Thomas <laughs> Wayne and Martha die? 
Wow. We have to save. Yeah, so, so save Martha. They get shot. <laughs> and they don't just get shot once. They get shot and die like seven different times. Joker yeah. kills them. Some rando kills them. A junkie kills them. <laughs> Falcones killed them. Yeah, man. Two-Face kills them. Two-Faces killed them. It's, it's been all, yeah. And they just two wait, two did, faces did, kill him. And they just keep coming back. It's it's crazy. When did Two Face kill them? Two Face just going killed along them. In, with, I don't know. Batman, Batman, and Batman and Forever. Did he? What? No, sorry. He killed he killed Dick Grayson's family. Sorry. Yeah, I was very confused. I'm like, when did, did Two Face suddenly kill? I don't know. I'm going with no. Him. In in that universe, mm. that was always um yeah that was always um the Joker. The point Jack is Napier. the point is they get shot and die. Over and over and now, over and over and over again. Okay, so I like that they didn't go through that whole thing again. I want to ask now, Batmobile. Loved it. 1960, what, 68, 66 Charger? Fantastic. Yeah. It was With nice. the heavily, ripped heavily, out and replaced. Heavily customized 1969 Charger. It was fantastic. Yeah. And the entire chase scene was just from top of the bottom. They ripped the awesome. trunk out and just replaced it with the with the rocket engine. <laughs> the it was rocket awesome. Engine. <laughs> it was, and I love when you hear it. It's like that high pitch, like before it takes off. It was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> so wasn't it weird though? Like the first time he like like sets that thing, like sets it up and turns it on. Didn't it like die? And then nothing no. happens yeah, from he it. He stalled out. He stalled out. <laughs> I thought he did it on purpose, though, just to catch everybody off guard. I guess, but I was really confused. I'm like, I don't understand what just happened here. So, so can I can I ask a question? Yeah. Can, can we actually start the movie? With- yeah, I tried well, I to wanna, like five I, minutes ago, but Lee stopped me. I just want to touch upon some of the basic things about design, character. And, and all that stuff that. would normally come up, but you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Well, only because we again we've seen so many different versions of all of these characters, you know. Like my question is, why is he called Penguin? Because he has a gimp. I, I you know, his nose. His nose. Because that's how the writer wrote him. Oh, it's been the character name for how old is the Batman <laughs> comic? Like seventy years. Seventy at this point? years. Yeah. So, I mean. Okay. But he wasn't playing it like the Penguin. He was a. He was a gangster. Italian dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not what we've seen before. He was like a little rich guy in a suit. Great. He was a, he was a gangster. I love it. <laughs> I love uh, I love him as a gangster. Yep. Uh, he he seemed he seemed like a Grand Theft Auto character to me. That's that's what he seemed like. <laughs> cool. And <laughs> welcome everybody to another episode of Black and White Reviews. <laughs> We're gonna start with the Batman. <laughs> I love how we take half an hour to get into every single movie we do. No, but let's go. I, 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 Lee, if there's anything else you want to add, go for it. I mean, right now nope. it's it's your uh, your thing. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my bag of popcorn here. <laughs> <laughs> In the bag. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna get through this quick, guys. Don't worry. The film opens up with somebody looking through, looking in on Mayor Don Mitchell and his family through a pair of binoculars. It's later revealed that this is the Riddler, and suddenly, for some reason, he's inside the mayor's home. I love the way that he shows up inside the mayor's home. He's just right behind him in darkness. It's perfect the way that he gets in there. One good whack to the back of the mayor's head, and down he goes, and out comes the duct tape. Any, any, anything on, on him taking out the mayor first? Nothing? Good. Chuck, you look like you were going to say something. <laughs> I, I thought it was, was not what I was expecting. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. 
in the beginning, the way to start the movie off. Like the, and, yeah, it was fantastic. and it was like Perfect. I was saying to Lee, you know, just a couple of minutes ago that I love that we don't start immediately with backstory or we don't start with origins and we don't have to see poor Thomas Wayne get gunned down somewhere. It's just right now. Ave Maria and the mayor's dead. There you go. We then transition to Batman, who's cruising around Gotham on a motorcycle. I love that he's all on a motorcycle. He's not walking around. He's not lurking in the shadows. He's not up on some building. He's not perched somewhere, and the cape is flapping in the wind like it's some goofy cartoon. No, he's on a motorcycle just, you know, going around the city. Some guy robs a convenience store, and when he's on the street, he's just terrified at the mere idea that Batman may be lurking in the shadows. We see a gang of teenagers on a train with their faces painted, and they're getting ready to play the punch-out game on some unsuspecting citizen. Point that I want to make here. The kid with his face half-painted, his name is Jay Lucergo. I I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. It's not attached to this universe at all, so don't get your hopes up. He plays Tim Drake in Titans. Really? Yeah. And it, it, I, I, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Tim Drake just another version of Robin? I think so. I have Am I wrong there? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, so I, I thought that that was, you know, a pretty cool little Easter egg that they threw in here. So they already planted the seeds for a potential Robin, or at least one potential seed for a, um, a potential Robin. Anyways, they're all down in, in somewhere, and Batman shows up. He walks out of the shadows, really ominous. I love the way that he's introduced here. The footsteps, the score, everything swells. It's fantastic, and he just wrecks house. And again, to Lee's point, every other Batman movie we get, we get the line, Who are you? What are you? I'm Batman. Here, none of that. Who are you? I'm vengeance. I thought that it was a great move. It's something different. It's not the same. And I'm going to say this right now. I think that Pattinson with the first, you know, couple of lines that he has in this movie, his voice work is better than Christian Bale's. <laughs> yeah. Except for the fact that uh, Lee can't get past his British face. <laughs> his British face. His, his, his face, face is, is too so British. British. His face is too British. That's, that's your right now. No, 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 no. So when he's in, when he's in the full Batman costume, totally fine. But when you see him just walking around as Bruce Wayne, it's like, he's got such a British face, I can't get over it. Like, even if I never knew this guy had a British accent, like, I'm watching it and just going, oh, you know, he's just, I, I've heard him with a normal accent. He, he's, or normal accent, with, with an American accent. Mm-hmm. He should be fine. But I couldn't get over the fact that I'm like, this guy just has a British face. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like you look at he some calls it. And, he calls it the RBF, the resting British face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I, I guess I forgot about that conversation we had. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Batman absolutely cleans house down here in the subway. Funny that the guy that he's actually saving is terrified himself. He actually looks up at Batman and says, please don't hurt me. I, I just think building Batman this way is fantastic. I love this and I can't speak highly yeah. enough of it. What I, can I go ahead. Real quick? Go ahead. What I love is when every time you like when they're painting broke on the pillars of the bank, when the, um, they're rubbing the, the guy robs a convenience store in that, crazy weird green mask that he's wearing on Halloween night, whatever, whatever he was wearing. When they see the bat symbol, 
that bat symbol really instill. They're thinking that that bat symbol is the call for them. So when they look into the shadows, they're expecting Batman to come they're, out yeah. and they're terrified. Yeah. It's really you never that was get, the whole idea. You don't get that in any other Batman movie aside from this one. It's I like, thought that was right. perfect. You can right. do so much with so little. Like I, I can't. <clears throat> and this is something. Uh, listen, we love the MCU here. I'm, I'm not. This isn't a slight against the MCU, but like this current bombardment of superhero movie that's that's been going on for what 15 years now. The one thing that's been missing for me is 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 setting. And you can do so much visually. The bat yep. symbols in the sky, we're in year two of Batman, and every criminal knows he's coming for you. Like, it's, it's, you don't need to go into anything else. You don't need a whole lot of dialogue or exposition. You don't need an origin story. This is all you need because everybody who's going to see this movie, we all know the story already. I think it's right. perfect. I think it's fabulous. And I, I just, yeah, I'm going to gush about that a lot. And I think they did a great job because they started this whole new DC started this whole new Gotham universe with Joker. Yes, and yes, I was did, I was going to wait to get into that, but man, the way the Gotham this is, is in in Joker and this, it's the best on screen portrayal of Gotham I've ever seen. Right. Well, it's the same universe. In Joker, mm. Batman Bruce Wayne was a kid. Yeah. Even though they, even though they reprise, they try to reprise Joker back in this one. Eighty one. The titles are done the same. Like the, even like with the Joker, they, they Joker they took the place entire- in eighty one. This is modern day. Robert Pattinson is not forty something years old. <laughs> it, the Joker took place in eighty one. Eighty one. Yeah. It, I that I thought that too for a while. There are hints that it's in the same universe, but it's 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 not. And the whole thing with Thomas Wayne. A lot of the, a lot of the. It's uh, very similar. It feels the same. It's the same. same. Anyways, we come across the first crime scene. Gordon and Batman show up together. The visual of Batman walking through the sea of cops down this hallway is just another fantastic element of, of, of setting a scene where you don't need any lines of dialogue to convey what's going on here. The cops do not want him here. And that's just the way it is. The mayor's body is seated in his chair, his face is taped up, his thumb has been severed, and there's a greeting card attached to his tre- attached to his chest addressed to the Batman. What does a liar do when he's dead? There's also a cipher that needs to be decoded. On the way back, I'm sorry, on the way out, Batman notices a tiny bloody footprint on the floor, and evidently the mayor's son is the one who found him. I think it's really telling also that this kid is dressed up like a ninja, so that's another avenue they could go if they wanted to introduce a Robin. I think that's really cool. I just, I don't know. That's just me. Well, I like how they started off where, at first, because you're looking through a window, um, you can't really tell what's going on, and they, they try to play it up like, oh my god, there's a real ninja in that house, like, attacking <laughs> this person. Like, it was, it was obvious it wasn't, but the, the intent was to kind of, like, throw you off at first. Like, here's a sneaky ninja. Oh, it's clearly a kid in a Halloween costume. Got it. You know, yep. I, I, the one thing I did not like about the kid, <clears throat> and this was the one thing, because he kept on staring at him, even at the church later on, the, uh, later on in, the, in the film. There's a couple of things he, that happen in this church that I'm not happy about. <laughs> right, well, well what I, the one thing I don't like about the kid is... You see Bat you see Batman staring at him constantly and every single time he stares at him all they did all they did and I will say this 
and and maybe it's their way of doing the quote unquote origin story is they portrayed the origin story through this kid versus through Batman. Cause he's staring right. at him going, I know what he feels like. I've been there. Yeah. I have the right. same story. Yeah. I guess. That's and how they got if, beyond it. Yep. I guess yep. you could say that. I, uh, but if you're looking at it through a different lens, if they're going to eventually, maybe if they do a sequel or if they do a trilogy or a series of films in this universe and you want to say, hey, this kid's going to become Robin, it could just as easily be his origin story. He's dressed That's up true. like a ninja. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you can't, get more, you can't get more on the nose than that. The cool thing is, is you, you see Batman staring at, like, looking for a long time at a lot of different things. Yeah, you do. And your first thought is, like, why is he staring? And the, what they did He's with that is... studying everything. <laughs> but what I... But even further on, yeah. when, you get, when he gets back to the... It's so cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You, you saying that Batman throughout this movie is staring at a lot of different things is a, very, is a, a huge understatement. <laughs> because that's basically all he does throughout this whole movie. Is just stare at things which yes to your point valid point he's he's detecting he is studying he's following but that's it like that's what he does even the way and even the way this crime scene how he looks over in the corner and he sees like blood splatter and then the, the the photographer for the forensics department comes over and takes a picture of it like they didn't notice it before batman like looked at it i thought that was kind of right um well that's the whole thing I mean, let's go back to what this is. And I, I joke about this. I've, I've probably said it like five times on our podcast. Is I'll, I remember the time. It was like three or four years ago. I was talking to somebody on the phone. But it's like, hey, when did Batman go from Detective Comics to DC? Oh. Um. <laughs> and it all made sense to me that Batman was like the original DC character because he was a detective that dressed up as a Batman so he could like, you know, detect the crimes and then fight the crimes but not have to answer to the police you know like he would just do his thing run away his his identity was hidden there we go we got this so i thought that that was a real cool thing and again bringing in that the the major detective aspect of of who batman is is fantastic because we don't ever see that we haven't seen that before Lately, I mean, yeah, they they look stuff up, they research some stuff, they come up with like a a, a serum or a, a tool or whatever to do things, but not to this degree where he's going around and like sevening it, you know? Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed that. I mean, they started the whole movie off with a murder mystery. Yes. That right. was it. The movie started immediately off with somebody was murdered. Who did it? Bring in the Batman. Cool. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, we then see the commissioner down on the street giving a statement about the mayor's murder, and Batman rides back to his cave. I love the Batman's ride back to his cave. There is no secret road. There is no hologram cave wall. There is no waterfall. There is no ridiculous jump that the Batmobile has to make. It's just riding on his motorcycle through abandoned parts of Gotham. And and he just... I thought it was fabulous it doesn't have to be elaborate and over the top i thought it was great to an old train tunnel yeah yes yeah yeah yep. down the stairs through an old train tunnel and he's it's it was great and his bat cave is an old train um station underground like the turtles yes he, he took the page from the ninja turtles yep <laughs> yep that's that was the first thing uh, i no, said i'm, not, the I'm, theater. I'm like oh my god fan, so I, I, it's I, the that ninja reference turtles. goes right over my head yeah 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 uh, ninja turtles lived off. 
The Ninja Turtles lived in a... They lived in a sewer, and then in, in Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use, they had to find a new place to live because their sewer was destroyed, and they were living with April in her apartment building for a while, and they're like, we need to find a new place, and they were going around, and that was the whole timeshare line, <laughs> not quite ripe yet, and then they found this old abandoned train station underground. And it was it was perfect because nobody goes down there, and it's huge. They even had a train car that was sitting there that they turned into their house. So anyway, go ninja, go ninja, go. So it looked like it was almost the same train station. No, it like didn't. it was it was not with the, the with the stairs this going was so up the much, way so, it was. This was so much cooler. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. But I digress. Anyways, you should. So back in the Batcave, we find out why. To Chuck's point, Batman was staring at everything so intently. He has a pair of contact glasses that's basically sending a video recording of everything he looks at back to his office. I think this is great tech. Like this is fabulous. Like I it, want this. Yep. I I yep. want this. This is this is amazing. That contact lens must hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've ever used a contact that was not super thin, I mean, do you use I have contacts? For, I, I have. I did one year for Halloween. I got contacts, and they were yeah. itchy. They, they were do not feel itchy. good. They, they, no, they're not comfortable at all. No, no, no. Um, imagine, and imagine having little filaments of, like, metal <laughs> and other things in tech, and, like, tech built into it. Yeah, you're going to have some pretty sore eyes. It's not going to be a good time at all. But I think it's cool. I, I think it's a really I think it's really cool tech for Batman to have. Um, oh yeah, Alfred and Bruce they're not exactly what you would call close here in the opening of the movie. Alfred is mm. more worried about Wayne Enterprise and the Wayne family legacy, and Bruce, of course, is worried about Gotham. In the attempt to reason with Bruce and his family legacy, Bruce just kind of shrugs it off, and he's really cold towards Alfred, telling him that he's not his father. So it's eh, it's. You're okay. not my dad. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> Listen. How did I okay. know? Well, let's let's get into this thing here. Now, Alfred, we have seen, again, many different versions of Alfred. Can I just say We've before got... you get going how weird it is to see Andy Serkis as an actor <laughs> on camera? Well, is it I mean, just since... me? No, we've seen him as an actor on camera plenty okay, of times. Gollum and Caesar. Uh... And Claw. Okay. Uh, sure. Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I. All right. So he's. He was he's, also Schmeagol. Schmeagol. Yeah. Oh, Gollum. Well, Schmeagol. We actually saw him as Schmeagol in the very yeah, beginning. I, I just. I don't well, know. not in the beginning, I don't know. but and yeah. it's just. He's a great actor. He is. I just, I'm not used to seeing him. I'm used to, like, knowing, knowing that the CG and, and the mannerisms and, and, and the, the method acting is him. I'm not used to seeing his face. And it's just weird. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, imagine Billy West is in a movie. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. wait, what? <laughs> he, he's never, like, just been in something. You know, or, I mean, I, I could, oh, I could have seen it when he wakes up and he's in the hospital. And he's like, call him, call him, as he's coughing. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but so I mean my thought on this I'd have to say um Alfred's always been very different. If you watch the old um the old Adam West, if you watch the old serial, like the really old Batman, like well before Adam West and everything. Um what was that like the 40s, I think? 43? I might be way off. Um, You're talking about back when it was black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, we've seen multiple versions of Alfred. 
I liked Michael Goh's version um, that was in the you know the Burton verse because mm. he was kind of like oh you know look at me here I go and whatever and did his own thing <laughs> apparently he's a good mechanic and that's about as far as it goes you know he's like oh I'm just a butler and then you know you've got Michael Michael Caine who's just like you know very very like uh, like uncle like he was Uncle Alfred Michael Caine is like the he, best Alfred in my opinion Michael Caine was great Michael Caine is um, the best Alfred I'd have to say I really really um enjoyed is it Sean Pertwee in Gotham in Gotham. He was fantastic. I, th- I thought he was great because it was it was a different take on Alfred where well, well he was you also never a younger it, right? Alfred too. We're not used to the younger Alfred that's 30 years younger. Right. And I thought it was great because he was he was like ex special ops military for like England at one point. So he was like basically the mentor of Bruce in his early days and then you know whatever else happens later on. I thought that was fantastic. And I mean, as an actor, he's great. I mean, we know him from Equilibrium. <laughs> he was father, whatever, in Equilibrium. Not Angus McFadden, but the fake, you know, father. Um, plus, he's uh, whichever P- uh, Pertwee's son, the one who was one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Um, so he's actually the son of him, and they d- he dressed up like his dad for like a Doctor Who special thing one time, and it was like, oh my god, it's uncanny. Anyway, I I thought that his version of Alfred was fantastic. And we saw Jeremy Irons, which I'm like, eh, he's always either Scar or Simon to me, so I can't get over that. Um, but, I mean, Andy Serkis was good, but he he didn't blow my mind in this. You know? He didn't stand out. Maybe he will if they go further with it. What are you laughing at over there? You could simply say there was a fat woman on it, and it took you a minute <laughs> to get her off. <laughs> That's the best line. That is the best line the of that best whole movie. Line in that movie. I had to. I had to. Ah, uh, so anyways, yeah, one, anyways, one, we're one talking of our, about one of our early, <laughs> one so, of our earliest, um, highly downloaded episodes was Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, I don't know why don't either, know why. but we just went off on that movie, and I think it was amazing. But Jeremy Irons as as uh, Simon or whatever his real name was in that. Um, fantastic, fantastic. But I think Jeremy no. Irons is uh, is deserves more credit. I think he's a better actor than than Hollywood gave him credit for. I will agree with this. True. I will agree True. with this. Highly underrated actor. Yeah, he yes. should have got a lot more work than he did. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Right. But I, I would have to say that just anyways. Can I? Can I? Can I let me. Can I continue? Yes. I, I would just I just want to say about it. I just feel that Andy Serkis didn't have enough of a of a it didn't stand out. Didn't have enough time he to stand out. He didn't have enough here. <clears throat> he didn't have enough yeah. here. No. He, so it's he, hard he does for, this. Hard he does this and he gets blown it. up. <laughs> yeah. And then they have that whole thing back and forth where it's like you're not my dad. Uh I love well, you. I know I'm not, but your dad this and that. He's like, "All right, well, we're cool. Let's hold hands." Anyway, whatever. The cipher is decoded, and the word "drive" is revealed from the cipher that uh, Batman found earlier from the crime scene. Gordon and Batman they head back over to what I'm guessing is the mayor's garage, and a pair of bloody garden clippers are sticking out the side of a car. Well, Why didn't there. they just start here? <laughs> like the cops are there, the forensics team is there, Gordon is there, and Batman is there, and there's this massive garage. No one bothered to hey, let's take a look at the garage and see if we could find something. No, Batman no. has to go back to the Batcave, decipher a cipher, and then go back to the mayor's home. Eh, okay. Eh. 
So, th- inside of the car, they find a thumb drive and the severed thumb. It's and a they, thumb they drive. <laughs> to use the thumb to unlock the thumb drive. And a whole bunch of pictures of the mayor and his mistress start, you know, heading into a mob club and the whole thing. So, away Batman goes to said mob club. Well, did, did did we skip the part that the thumb was needed for the thumb drive? Yeah, like, yeah they, they needed, needed the thumb. thumb to unlock the thumb drive, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, they, it actually needed the fingerprint from the thumb. It was perfect. Actually, that was very, very clever. All together. So, like, drive, oh, car. Okay, drive, oh, thumb drive. Yep. You know, I, I love that it was a pun that Batman's like, come on, Gordon. Like, thumb drive, like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Anyways, so Batman makes his way to the club and basically fights his way through everybody within this club until he is finally greeted by Penguin. <laughs> Batman confronts him about the girl in the pictures with the mayor, and Penguin basically has no idea who he lit, who he is. And Gee. and and again, I'm just gonna say it right here: Colin Farrell looks fantastic. If he wasn't credited in this movie, I wouldn't have known he was in it. Like the the, the well, makeup I, so is I, phenomenal. I, the mate the makeup is good. I I think we're we're starting to finally get to a point in makeup where you can almost not look at somebody and say, "Hey, that must be somebody in makeup." Um, you know, it's pretty obvious. Like, like go back to like the Nutty Professor movies where you're like, "Okay, clearly it's Eddie Murphy." It's Eddie makeup. Murphy in a fat you know, suit. You know, or you know, <laughs> there's there's been other movies where you look at somebody and like. Who's that guy? That's clearly like a young guy dressed up as an old person. Like, who is this? Um, you got Peggy Carter, where we see her older. Like all those, all those things. I'd say that um, <clears throat> even when we saw older Steve Rogers, and he's like, "Nope, I don't think I will." You know, they didn't do a bad job there. Like, okay, we're finally starting to get. To, I think it's getting makeup. better when they did Heath Ledger as Joker. You could not tell that was Heath Ledger. Not at all. Really, really looked. Not at all. Well, I agree with that. Uh, well, that was just that wasn't like that wasn't a uh, like a facial change as much as it was just coloring and then you know the scars. Really, they didn't do they don't go crazy on. Him. I would pretty... I would wager to bet that if you showed like a non movie fan like somebody unsuspecting a picture of him from Ten Things I Hate About You and then a picture of him in in Batman in Dark Knight, they would not know that that was the same person. Right. N- no. I would. No. I would. I would bet money on that. Right. But the thing is, but when you was... see Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, you know it's Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. His face is very. Distinct. You know it's Joaquin Phoenix. You yeah. know it's Jared Leto. Yeah. You know it's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know it's Jack Nicholson. Definitely, especially with that fake ridiculous smile. <laughs> Never uh, rub uh, another man's rhubarb. Um, I will say this: we skipped so... over. I, we we've talked about so many of the characters so far, and you just brought them up. Jeffrey Wright as Gordon was fantastic. Oh, the Watcher, yes, yeah, Watcher, <laughs> yeah, he is. I thought he did a fantastic job as Gordon. I don't think he was as good as Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman nailed this character a thousand times better. Gary, that's not Wright fair did. because Gary Oldman nails everything he does. Yeah, but remember you, that. But I'm, I'm just talking character to character, though. I, I'm not comparing I, I Jeffrey know, Wright I know, in this I as know. Gary Oldman in something else. But I'm talking about characters who've played Gordon. Gary Oldman nailed like the character Gordon, like on the nose. Like it was so good. He, this guy, Jeffrey Wright, did a fantastic job for this universe um, of Batman. I think Jeffrey Wright fantastic. was a perfect fit. I think he would perfect did fit. an absolutely fabulous job. He's just he plays. 
he plays borderline I, defeated so well because when he learns about everybody who's just like corrupt and like everybody around him is just like bought out by the mob like he plays that role phenomenally i don't and here's the thing i don't know if gary oldman would have been a good fit for that you know what i mean i don't think so either so yeah i don't think so either i'm, I'm with even you. in um even in gotham you have the oc gordon i i couldn't he uh, <laughs> uh I, I wasn't a he, that was a uh, that was borderline for me, but this Jeffrey Wright did a fantastic job in this movie, though I thought fantastic because he fit that like he was like you said that that defeatist almost like there's no other option when so when, and I'm, I'm going with you I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna get to a part with Gordon where I'm gonna give him a lot of high praise. So, anyways, as uh, as Batman and and Cobble Potter are sitting down having this con- well not sitting down but having this conversation about the woman in the photo Zoe Kravitz Selena Kyle she enters the room with a couple of drinks and an envelope full of money and clearly she has no idea who this girl is in this photo by the way that she's looking at it so Batman follows her home and begins to immediately you know pull a peeping Tom on her as she's getting undressed and redressed up as bat up as Catwoman and then does some acrobatics out of the window of her apartment <laughs> and everybody watches this and goes it's okay <laughs> <laughs> if this was any other movie if this was any other movie somebody would have fell out of a tree got hit by a car and time travel would have been invented <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just but you have because it's Batman because peeping it's Batman. Tom completely okay it's fine it's perfectly fine <laughs> They even make it look so creepy. It's like they just do a close up of his face and the re- and, and and like the the eye shadow and the makeup and everything, looking through the binoculars, and it's just like you are a creep. But it because it's Batman, it's nothing okay. is wrong you here. Wa- and you're watching her go usual. from room to. You're watching her go from room to room. She's wearing clothes in this room. In this next room, she's not she's wearing in her, clothes. In the next room, she's in her bra and panties, and then it cuts back to Batman, and he's looking like. Not ooh, but you you see him look, and then she she gets dressed, and then out the window she goes. So, (laughs) he's looking, hang on, he's looking for the woman in the photo. The woman in the photo is right there in the apartment, but because he, huh? With her. But because he watches Selena Kyle do some aerobatics out of a window, he has to follow her. Not go get the girl Uh that he's looking for, who is right in the apartment right there. He has to follow Selena Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Sure. They had to make the movie. Anyways, she heads over to the mayor's house and breaks into a safe. Uh, Batman is not far behind. The two have a small fight. The two talk. And evidently, the mayor took her passport and Selina just wants it back so the two of them can leave. Batman and Catwoman then head back over to Selina's place and the place has been trashed and the girl is nowhere to be found. News comes on. The commissioner has now been found dead and the ruler has posted a video to social media. This I didn't like. The whole social media thing with the Riddler I thought was just way you don't need to do that that's a bit much they think the whole thing and we're gonna get to why i hate that later but i just this is the beginning of it right here for me okay go go ahead (laughs) the video that was released is of the commissioner being bound up to some kind of contraption and he's about to be eaten by a whole bunch of rats the Riddler says, I killed your mayor because he was not who he pretended to be, but I'm not done and soon the truth of our city will be unmasked. 
Selena recognizes the commissioner from the club and says there's a whole lot more people who go to this club that shouldn't be there. And then she agrees to help Batman and aid and everything. And then Selena pulls out a glass of milk and begins to drink it. <laughs> I thought that that was awesome. Like, cool. Yeah. Okay. It was fantastic. Okay. Batman and Gordon are now with the I I will say this this one scene when they the all the stuff he does, the one thing I did think you thought seven, all the things he did, I thought saw. That too. There, there was a lot of saw stuff. That too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All the contraptions, all the stuff that he did, all very saw. And the videos and stuff. The, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean the yeah. videos very we've saw. we've seen a lot of videos, but I mean Saw kinda I mean, geez, Saw's, what, 20 years old at this point? Almost? No. Dude, when did Saw come out? No. Well, Saw, the, the original Saw. 2004. Dude, we're 18 years ago. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm saying it's about, it's been, it's been almost two decades. 2004. God. And but that, there's so been, like, really eight Saws the... since then, though. Yeah. Wow. Anyways, mm-hmm. Batman and Gordon, they're now at the morgue looking over the commissioner's body. He had been injected with rat poison. Riddler posted a bunch of photos of the commissioner doing some shady business drug deals all over social media. Batman finds mm-hmm. another greeting card that has been addressed to him. I'm mad about you. Want to know my name? Just look inside. Follow the maze until you find the rat. Bring him into the light and you'll find where I'm at. I, I love all the little greeting cards that the that the Riddler is leaving for Batman because it perfectly sets up what happens at the end of this movie. It's painted out plain as day right in front of you. Yep. Anyways, Selena puts in the contact lens that Batman gives her and an earpiece. She's a little scared and kind of reaches out to Batman a little bit just for some reinsurance that she's going to be okay. Batman pulls this move where he goes up to her and just softly grabs her by the face and the chin and looks in her eyes and says, no, the contact looks fine. You're okay. You're good to go. He's so cold about it. I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. Oh, my God. It was not, it was not what you were expecting from um, Robert Pattinson. No, not at all. No. While she's in the club, Batman starts making IDs of the people, of all the people that she sees in whole Boy, the things that are going on in this club. First of all, everybody's getting high. We got off-duty cops, we got city councilmen, and we got the DA, Gil Colson, and other officials from the district attorney's office. So the DA's... And they're, ge- and they're getting high looper style. And they're, yeah, doing the droppers. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. <laughs> so anyways, the DA is wasted, and he immediately starts talking because Selena's really good at making men think that she cares about them. He talks ah. about how uh, they had an informant in the Moroni case, and the whole drug operation came down, and if the Riddler knows who the rat is, the city will come crumbling to a halt. One of the women at the table mentions the Russian girl, and this is exactly the kind of talk that got her killed, and Selena's attention is diverted. The two women have a quick back and forth until Oswald and Carmine Falcone join the party. This, I'm sorry, this ruined the mystery for me. Anybody that knows Batman lore or, or anything from the comics or the cartoons and they watch this movie and it's like, who's the rat that, that the DA is afraid to talk about? Who's the rat that the Riddler is alluding to? The moment they see Falcone enter this movie, you know who the rat's going to end up being. Yep. I figured it out as soon as I heard his name. Yep. It's... It, 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 
listen, it doesn't take away from the movie. I still love this movie. I love the way that everything plays out. But this is supposed to be a mystery movie, and given the length of this movie, I figured I was going to be in for a guessing game up until the end. Like, I figured at some point I would have figured out, you know, the who's and the what's. But, like, right here, they, less than an they hour They did do in, a good job. Yeah, they did do a good job of making you think it was the Penguin for a while. I never for a minute believed it was the Penguin. He's, uh, no, mob, I had my- he's mob gangster through and through. I never believed for a second that he was going to rat out anybody. Falcone, on the other hand, eh, like the minute you we'll introduce him, the, the, the moment that you introduce him, you know it's him. All I right. just, I don't know. That's just me. So here's a quick question. I can't put my finger on it. The guy who plays the DA, what else does he play on? The DA? Yeah. I have yeah, no, the guy he, I have no t- idea. S- Sarsgaard? Yeah. That's what, dude, tons of stuff. That's what I was saying. Like he's, he's known for a ton of things. Um, most I just notably, looked him up, and um, I don't remember him in any of the things I've seen. Well, he was the bad. He was the like the bad guy in Green Lantern. Was Sorry. he really? <laughs> oh yeah, the we don't bad talk guy about that. in Green Lantern. Yeah, the one who was a like, cloud. <laughs> no, 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 no. He remember he was like, I I barely remember the movie, but didn't he like it all goofy and something happened to him? And he he got, he was like the goofy son. And then he got like really smart or something, can, and can we, like flying around. Can we back or... up? No. Can we back up to the part where Chuck said the bad guy in Green Lantern was a cloud? <laughs> what? Well, yeah, okay. He was. <laughs> it was. It was a big thing of smoke, cloud, yeah, whatever you want. That it was like was. the major big guy, bad that's... guy. It's like that's like saying that Mister Shadow was the bad guy in Fifth Element. Um. No, like, you, you're right. The guy who you're the guy who gets injected by the same thing, the sun. Right, right. That's right. him. Yeah, that's him. So no yeah, way. He- Hector Hammond. But then again, he was also he and Paul Dano were both in Night and Day. He was the husband in the movie Orphan. Remember Orphan, where no. the woman was pretending to be a little girl and get adopted by the family. It was actually a really good movie. But she was actually like in her like late twenties or thirties, and she was like a crazy psychopath. That's based on a true story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nuts. Yeah. It was actually good. Uh, he was in Jarhead, um, Flight Plan, That's Skeleton That's where I key. know him from. I know him from Jarhead. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Empire, um, The Cell, like way back. Wow. <laughs> back in 2000. Wow. Boys Don't Cry. Wow. You know, with your, your favorite person there, Chuck. The Cell. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite person? Yeah, and Boys Don't Cry. Hillary? The next Karate Kid. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember him mostly from Orphan. That's where I first knew the guy from. Um, but yeah, that's... Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, but anyway, that's that's who he is. But actually, just, just on top of that, one thing I thought was interesting. Do you realize that um, this is not the first time that Zoe Kravitz played uh, Catwoman? She also played Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie. Oh, really? She was the voice? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like way before this came out. Yeah. Um, she was, yeah. All right. Cool. So anyways. Anyway. As Selena is uh, having her little conversation with um, one of the, the ladies of the night inside this bar, 
and Oswald <laughs> and Oswald and Falcone show up to break up that party. She then hurries off to the bathroom. It's very obvious that her and Falcone have some type of history. We just don't know what it is yet. Batman tries to convince her to go back out there and start making IDs and get back into the DA's ear and find out exactly what's going on. But she just can't take it anymore. And she rips the eye. She rips the, the contact out of her eye. The DA offers to give her a ride home, but none of that's happening, and she jumps into a cab, and off she goes. The DA jumps into his car, and guess who's in the back seat with some dust ta- duct tape and a new toy? It's the Riddler. Okay. Yep. <laughs> saw. It was Saw. Yep. Batman gives Gordon the rundown of everything that had happened the night before, and we're off to the races with that one. Later, we see Batman watching a video of Selena Kyle over and over and over and over over again he's i have no problem with this i know some other people might i honestly have no problem with this i'm glad they did it the 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 uh, the attraction between selena kyle and bruce wayne or catwoman and batman has been a thing for decades there's no reason to drop it i didn't have a problem with this at all cool i was fine with it all right so the next morning, we're at a memorial service for the mayor, and some citizens are protesting outside. They've clearly been watching a whole bunch of Riddler videos because they're chanting no more lives and hanging up question mark signs. It looks great. Um, Bruce arrives, as well as Cobblepot and Falcone. Falcone and... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing my place. Falcone and Bruce come face to face, and we get a little bit of story time. Evidently, back in the day, Falcone got shot in his chest, and instead of going to the hospital, he went to Thomas Wayne's house and got operated on right there on their kitchen table, while a young <laughs> Bruce Wayne watched from the top of the stairs. Yep. I th- just think that's so cool. <laughs> this heavy security at this memorial service. A woman running for mayor goes up and questions Bruce about his familiar responsibilities and the Wayne dedication to philanthropy and how come he's not doing anything anymore, but her attention is grabbed by the sorry kid who's up in the front row whose dad is dead. Suddenly, there's a commotion and a stir, and everyone's attention gets drawn towards the door. Except for one guy who's up on the balcony, and Bruce, who's looking dead at this guy who's up on the balcony, and this basically gives everything away. (laughs) It's another piece of this puzzle that's just given away in the middle of this movie. Like, it's clearly Riddler who's looking at Bruce. Bruce is the only one in this entire place whose attention isn't being drawn towards the commotion of the door, and they're just kind of looking at each other. I just... Yeah, he still doesn't get that it's Bruce Wayne. Who doesn't get that it's Bruce no. Wayne? Riddler. Oh, yes, he does. Yeah. No, he, he doesn't. He absolutely you, they, knows. No, when, you talk, when he's talking to him at the end of the movie, he is talking to him as Batman trying to get Bruce Wayne. Because the whole thing is, is he wants to kill Bruce Wayne, but he wants Batman to figure it out. You, they give you the little hint that, oh, you might think that he knows that it's that, but in all reality, that's why even when he kills... When he tries to kill um, Bruce Wayne, at the, which is the next victim, there's still a, lo- a note for Batman. He has no idea. Zero. I took that and completely the opposite he... way that you are right now, man. I thought that the Riddler knew nope. that he was Bruce the whole time. Nope. So, even, especially even if, if here. You listen, like, if he didn't know yeah, before this his... moment, like, I, this I, is I the thought moment. the same thing. I thought the same thing, but when I watched the second time, I listened to his rant at the end when he's in the pri- in the in his in his um in the psych ward. He's talking to Batman as if he's been trying that the two of them could have caught 
all of them, including Bruce Wayne. You're thinking that he's going, Bruce Wayne, like he's calling Batman Bruce Wayne, because at first he you was see calling Batman Bruce Wayne. It changes. It, it, he wasn't. He wasn't. I think he was. Watch uh. it again. Just watch that YouTube, that one scene, and watch it again. He's not. Yeah, I really, at first when he didn't catch him, I'm just like, ah, oh, <laughs> I guess he didn't realize who Bruce Wayne was. That's funny. But then later on, we see that where he's saying Bruce Wayne over and over again. Why else would he be saying it like that? He was saying it like that very loud because he wanted people to hear, I'm calling you out. That's what I got. But well, I know. That's why I thought the first time, too. When I watched the second time, he's not actually doing that. When he's talking about being unmasked, he's talking about himself being unmasked and the city being unmasked, as in the people we think who are the, the good people are really the bad people. He has no idea that Bruce Wayne is Batman. So in this scene where you have Riddler up on the balcony and he's looking down, the way that I took this scene is he's purposefully looking for the one who's not paying attention to the commotion outside and instead trying to look for who's responsible. And when he sees Bruce, (laughs) like the only one down there who's not a part of the DA, not doesn't have a badge, has no authority at all. And they lock eyes and look dead at each other. I took that as the moment where Riddler knew, okay, my, my, my theory is correct. Bruce Wayne is Batman. Batman is Bruce Wayne. That's the way I took this. And to Lee's point, why else wouldn't he be saying Bruce Wayne like that at the end of this movie? There's no other reason. To me, there's no other reason. He, I think Riddler clearly knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne. That's just me. All right, I'll, I'll agree to disagree on this one. That's fine. We, we might have to, because actually a lot of people online are kind of back and forth about it. As, as, Mo- as like- I assume they would be, but I mean... Me, I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many arguments on both sides, which is strange. So another reason why I like to watch movies twice before we even get to a point of discussing it. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. So anyways, the commotion that was going on outside was actually a car and it drives right into the memorial surface. And of course, cops surround them. Cops surround this car immediately, and the district attorney steps out of the car. His mouth is taped shut, a bomb is around his neck, and a greeting card is taped to his chest. Addressed to the Batman. Oh, yeah, and the, uh, a phone that's ringing is taped to his hand. I, I just, the, the, this whole thing was just set up so perfectly. Um, in these trying times, never forget. I'm just a phone call away. Riddler wants the DA to answer three riddles and he will be set free. And I'm sure nothing is going to go wrong during this. Riddle number one. I can be so... I, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to read this one thing. I just did a little bit of a re- quick thing. Go ahead. One of the things that they say here, um, it says, this comes after Riddler attempted to murder Bruce Wayne, but incapacitated um, Alfred... Pennyworth instead. So when Riddler and Batman meet, Riddler begins to slowly and forcibly cry out Bruce Wayne's name while looking at Batman. His dialogue mannerisms and eye contact heavily imply that he knows Bruce Wayne is Batman, which is what we all think the first time. And Batman is even concerned himself. They show that on his face. And Batman is even concerned himself about about how much Riddler knew about Gotham's correct elite. 
But the Riddler did not know Bruce Wayne was Batman. The moment Riddler says he instead of you, Batman eases up and walks into the light for the first time in the scene because he knows the Riddler doesn't know who's his true identity. Riddler even talks about failing to kill Bruce Wayne, but accredits his success with him and Batman working in tandem and in and in um insinuation that Batman um refutes. The moment forces the audience to question why would Riddler believe he was working with Batman and trying to murder Bruce Wayne if he knew Bruce Wayne was the Batman. So he was thinking the whole time that Batman was that he was working with Batman the whole time. We were this great team. And Bruce Bruce Wayne was one of the elites and they're trying to he was trying to kill him. If he was trying to kill Bruce Wayne and then leave a note for the Batman, why would he think and know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? So I'm not okay. I'm going to walk back a little bit and I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying, but at the same time, I am going to say that there's evidence on both sides because almost immediately after the conversation that you're talking about, he then goes into this whole diatribe about how masks reveal who you truly are. So that could have been another moment where he's not so much focused on Bruce Wayne anymore because Bruce Wayne no longer exists. Bruce Wayne is Batman, which is exactly, which is, which is, which is the theme of this entire movie. True. But if he was trying to, if he was successful in killing Bruce Wayne, they would be, well, why would there be a letter for a note for Batman? Well, there wouldn't be what there was. It was attached and it said fireproof on the bomb. Why would he leave a note for Batman? If he knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman, I'm still going to say that there's evidence on both sides. Because he was toying with him. I just feel like it was all a big toy. So do I. But, but he's successful in killing everybody but Bruce Wayne. There has to be a reason for that, too. Right. He was very meticulous in the way that he killed his victims. He captured them. He bound them. He, he, he gagged them. He either tortured them or he just, you know, <laughs> death, in, in the case of Coulson here, just, you know, explosion. But there was, he's very careful in the way that he handles things. Sending a bomb by mail is not his motive through this movie if we're looking at it as a you know detective film who done it this is not the motive of the killer to send a bomb by mail because to, too many things can go wrong that's like i said i'm not going to say that you're wrong but i'm going to say that there's evidence to support both all right i'll agree to disagree okay that's fine yeah we can move on so the first riddle i can be cruel poetic and blind but when it's denied, it's violence you may find. Batman gives him the answer, which is justice. And, yeah, sure, right. First question's right. Riddle number two, if, you're, if you are justice, please do not lie. What was your price for your blind eye? Batman tells him the answer is bribes. How much will you pay to turn a blind eye to justice? And the DA basically says 10 grand a month to not persecute certain cases. <laughs> I love this. When Batman asks him what cases... The DA just says, he didn't ask me that. Let's just move on. Like, he does not want to answer. <laughs> and again, it's like, who else in this movie that we've been introduced to so far would he be that terrified of? Hmm. Yeah. True. So, and the last question, since you Is what once... <laughs> tear, one on, tear one off and scratch my head. What once was red is black instead. Match. Ah, match. Yeah, Very good. Sure. I didn't get it. I'm horrible at riddles. I'm bad at riddles. They could be the most obvious things in the world, and I still won't get them. 
<laughs> if you if you look at the numbers on my face, you won't find thirteen any place. Good for you. Okay. Oh, now he's doing he's doing Schumacher now. <laughs> okay. Oh oh, is that what it's from? Really? All Schumacher. Are yep. you are you serious? It's his favorite Batman movie. <laughs> Riddle number three. Since your justice is so select, please tell us which vermin you are paid to protect. Basically, who was the rat in the Moroni case? <laughs> and the DA absolutely refuses to answer. He's terrified for his family and his friends and just says that this is way bigger than anybody thinks. He's not going to say a word. And three, two, one, and the bomb explodes. The bomb explodes right in Batman's face. His face yep. should yeah. be blown off. I don't care. Oh, yeah. I don't care about the mask and how strong it may be. His eyes, mouth, chin, everything is still exposed. Coming off. His face would be <laughs> off. Like it's it was so <laughs> ridiculous that Batman survived a bomb to the face from like a foot and a half away. I, I hang on. I do love that Batman is so heroic that he doesn't run. He doesn't leave him there to die by himself. He like stays there until like the absolute last moment. But still, the bomb goes off right in his face. It's yeah ridiculous. It's yeah. so stupid. I'm sorry. It's so dumb. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Anyways, and what's even worse is what happens right after this. So <laughs> No one demasks him. Hang on. Nobody. No, 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 no. no. It's not what's worse. What's worse is they don't take him to the hospital. They take him to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> this man just got blown up. Like a bomb just went off at Batman's face. And they bring him to the police station. There are no scars or, or he's not bloody, no burn marks, nothing. His eyes and chin are perfectly fine, not a scratch on him. And, and, and like Chuck <laughs> said, there's a couple of cops here who are trying to demask him, but this does not go the way that they think that it's going to go. There's a scuffle and Gordon steps in and assures everybody he's going to be able to give, get Batman to cooperate. Just give me the room. And the two hatch a plan. Batman's going to punch him, grab the keys and make his way to the roof. Yeah. You could have held your punch. I oh did. my god. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. I should note I should note that there is a cop that walks in to like the frame here and Batman asks about him and it, basically it comes down to he's a crooked cop. Batman had to deal with him a couple of nights ago. And as Gordon is turning back to face Batman after looking out of the, the like the office window, Batman just clocks, <laughs> clocks him right in the face, and down Gordon goes. Batman makes his way to the roof and leaps off, you know, paragliding style. Here's something else that I really enjoyed, and it speaks. I can't believe that I'm saying this. It speaks to Robert <laughs> Pattinson as an actor when he's up there and he's getting ready to jump. He actually gets scared like you believe that it's his first time doing this like the oh my god look on his face as he's like teetering over the edge getting ready to leap off right i can't believe that i'm saying that about robert pattinson like it was fantastic so so in this scene too this is okay he just got blown up (laughs) now he jumps off the this part oh, I'm of getting, this building. I know where you're going. He's paragl- <laughs> he's 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 squirrel he's squirrel suit gliding. Yep. Fantastic. He tries to He tries to land he, on he a bus. He comes to a bridge. He tries he tries to to fly between the top of a bus and the bottom of a bridge. 
and he yeah. bounces off the bus, no. hits the bottom of the bridge, <laughs> no. and then continues to just skid and slide for hundreds of feet across the pavement. He breaks a piece of the bridge with his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With his with his leather mask, his sewn leather like, mask. I I I not gonna give my things away, but I I watched this scene a couple of times just to make sure I saw what I saw. And you see a piece of this bridge or a piece of the light fixture break off and just go flying as Batman's yep. face smacks right into it. And then, like you said, he just rolls on the ground and then limps away into the shadows. Hey, he's Batman. Sure. So <laughs> within 10 oh, minutes, no. we saw him survive an explosion to the face and just metal beams smacking him as hard as he's flying in the face and he's fine <laughs> the squirrel suit i thought was a fantastic idea so do i i think the it's way great. he landed could have he could have even messed up his landing and i would have been fine with that but the, yeah absolutely <laughs> he bounces off a truck <laughs> top of a van and then bounces off the bottom of a bridge <laughs> oh my it god it does not look it wasn't a soft landing. So I, I, I will say this, and and we've been making you know these small little comparisons the whole way through this movie to other Batman films. Batman eighty nine, when he jumps off that building and the wings and the bats are flying all around, nothing is going to beat that for me. That is like the most um, epic scene out of any Batman movie to date. I that... still love that to this day. I think it's better than this. Batman 89? Yeah. No, you, you mean Batman Returns. No, 89. Oh, no, no, no. Batman Returns. He... Batman Returns. Yeah. He, no, leaps Batman off Returns. The, he leaps off the roof in 89, doesn't he? No, no, no. So, no, fine, Batman Returns. Batman Returns, fine. Yeah, because that's that was the whole thing with the Ice Queen there, whatever, where they, they threw the bats... And the bats came out. And they were and trying like, to make oh, it. They were, they, they were painting Batman as the villain. Okay, yeah, you're exactly. right. It was bat- okay, so yeah. it was Batman Returns. Yeah. I liked, Batman I liked Returns. when they did it. I like when they did it in the Nolan verse, too, when he comes jumping yes. down the, the middle of Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. That was and all sweet. the bats are flying up because he has the sonar in his boot. Yeah. That was really cool, too. Right. That was but what cool. I liked about this is he wasn't using his cape as like bat wings, like every other movie. His right. cape suctioned to him, and it became a squirrel suit. Yeah. I liked, I liked the tactical aspect of that. That became a little bit more realistic. I liked uh-huh. that. I wasn't I, expecting. I, it. I thought. I mean, we've we've always seen this whole thing about his cape. Like his cape is useless, you know, for the most part. But then, so again, look at the one in Batman Returns. It was not his cape. It was this weird mechanism that suddenly yeah. showed up like it was sitting on the roof and he strapped it on his back. And it had what looked like the, the, the claws of a bat that popped up. You're like, that's not part of his costume. We would have seen that. No, they, that was weird and comical. I mean, it was Tim Burton. But then when we saw the whole thing where it's like if you apply an electric current to this type of material... It becomes rigid, and you can make it with all these different frames. I'm like, that's really cool. To me, that was very similar to what we saw with, like, Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man stuff, where it's like they're they're explaining a science behind this. Mm. It's not a science that we've seen, but at least they made it scientific and not just like, oh, you know, he's Superman. He can throw an S off his chest, and we don't have to explain it. Right. You know, like, so I, I liked that, and I thought that was really cool here. 
I feel like they dumbed it down to make it super like hyper realistic. And I agree with you. I think it's fantastic. And I'm okay with that. I think it's great. But I just the visual I, I, the uh, visual in Batman Returns when he's flying off of that building and the bats are flying around him and you just have the people of Gotham screaming in absolute terror. It's just it, it's 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 awesome. To me, I love that scene in that movie. To me, that's oh, the yeah. best scene of the, out of that entire movie. That's pretty cool. Anyways, later on, Gordon and Batman decide the Penguin may indeed be the rat that they're looking for, so they decide to go pay him a visit. Um, <laughs> and, and, like, blow up a bunch of stuff. Oh, we're getting no there. We're getting reason. there. <laughs> they come across Penguin, who's got a really big drug deal going down, but uh, Miss Kyle is there, and she's going to rob this drug deal, and as she's digging around the back of an SVU to come across a to get a whole bunch of money, she comes across her friend's body who's just this law, there law in the and order. What's up? Law and order? Law and order. SVU? Special, special victims? I'm sorry, unit? SUV. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's digging around in the back of an SUV for a couple of bags of cash, and she finds the cash, but as she moves one of the bags of money, her friend's body is, is right there, and may the shooting commence. All right. This car chase scene. I'm not going to go too much into it. If you two want to add anything to this, go for it. But it's the same as every other car chase scene that we get in a movie like this. There's bulletproof glass. There's driving on the wrong side of the highway. There's a massive car wreck and an explosion. I love, I love Colin Farrell here when he causes the car wreck and he starts screaming, I got you! I got you, freaking freak! Like, it's fantastic. Fantastic the way well, that he pulls they this showed off. it, and then they showed it in like all the trailers over and over again. Like that was the one part that I remember from the trailers. The explosion, even when it happened. Yeah, well, yeah. that I got you, I got oh, I didn't you. See that then. Oh I, no, I they did it all like it was in like four different trailers. Like they wanted to make sure, like that's what we saw. And then we see him come out. Then we see him walking towards the wreck upside down. Yeah. I'm like they showed that in the trailer. So for me, they kind of just killed it. But it was still good, and, you know, knowing the characters more, I was like, okay, I'll take it. I stayed mostly blind to a lot of these trailers. Good. So did I. So So this was was absolutely fresh for me, and when when that Dodge Charger comes flying out of nothing but flames, and the score swells up, and he rams Penguin in the back of his car, and he does a cut. First of all, the amount of flips the Penguin in this car does... In the air, on the ground, the wreckage. He should be dead. There's no question about this. He should have went flying out of this window. He should be on the ground. He should be a bloody mess. He sh- it should be the, the his storyline should be over. But no, he's perfectly fine. And then him ominously walking towards the car and just bending over and looking at him was fantastic. I love the when you see Batman like sideways looking at him. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, just, that was that was just that was what I what I love was the explosion odd. scene, the explosion part. <laughs> Is when you see so many movies, because this explosion with the car blowing through the flames has been done a thousand times. Yes. More. Yeah. yeah. But what I like about it is when you see so many movies like Triple X or Fast and the Furious and they blow through something like this, the car is in the air and you have no idea how the car ended up in the air. It just was in the it's, air, it, yeah. like launching at him. And this... When it blows up, you see the rig behind it where the the um the car carrier his the ramp ramps come drops down, down, and you see him at the exact and you see moment. him right, and you see him launch the the rocket uh, rocket fuel in his back. 
and it blows him over the top of it. That and then all of a sudden you see it come through. You're like, oh, it actually gave, like, it, it actually made sense as to why he was in the air. When you other movies, what? you're like, how the heck did he end up in the air? Lee's, Lee's, Lee's right. It was so, it was so convenient for the, for the <laughs> ramp to be right there at that exact moment. No, the the reason why he was able to do that is because family. <laughs> That's why. Sorry, Fast and Furious. Sure. Um, so, yeah, very cliche chase scene. Although, it, it's cliche, but I thought some of the hits, like the swerving here, hitting a car, swerving there, hitting a car, it was a lot more. It was a lot more uh, realistic. Rough. Yeah, I'd say it was rough. Like it was you think rough. about it, you you see a lot of it when you watch some other movies, and you're like, oh, if this was one of the, like if this was one of the Nolan then, movies, like Christian Bale would have been driving perfectly through and weaving in and out of traffic. Like he wouldn't right, have or, hit anything. Here, he's yeah. like he's actually getting into accidents. Like it's, it's it's and if and if it was Michael Bay, then you would just see even if he doesn't touch the vehicle, it just explodes. It just- <laughs> <laughs> flies in the air Penguin for no giant reason. Cobblepot, everywhere. Cobblepot looks at the tanker the wrong way and it just blows up. <laughs> You're right. Hey, if it was the Schumacher films, even if you drew through a, a even if you drove through a wooden wall, it would blow up. Yeah, and the cars would all have nipples. Uh, no, there'd be neon there'd lights. There'd be neon everywhere. lighting everywhere. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be great. Anyways, oh, so. During their interrogation, Gordon and Batman press Penguin about being the quote-unquote informant. I guess this is a good time to bring up that one of these greeting cards had some sort of Spanish in it. I didn't even want to attempt it because my Spanish is horrible and this whole thing had me lost. Either one of you? Oh, La Rata Alada? Yeah, something like that. Well, the the joke about that was even the Penguin called him out. You're like, are you dumb? Your, like... your, your, your Spanish is horrible. He went through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, I thought that was fantastic. He's like, you're dumb. Like, hearing the penguin being like, you don't know what you're talking about. No, it's a rat with wings. It's not this. It's not this penguin. Like, you're trying to throw it all on me. Now, I will say this, uh, just while we're talking about uh, La Rata Alada. Um, actually, it was El Rata Alada is what they were saying, um, which is not doesn't make sense because El and then Rata wouldn't match up because El is the uh, masculine where um, Rata would be the feminine. This is why um, I wasn't going into it. <laughs> I'm kind of lost already. Yep. Yeah, but but so Chuck said that there was no post-credit scene, so we didn't stick around for it. There actually is something that's we in stayed. there. We, we did stayed, stick around. but there is we didn't stick around too much longer. But there actually is something at the end of this that you did not catch up on. And what happens is that whole website, you know, that little dot. It's an actual thing, website. It actually pulls you, you up to something. You can go to it right now, and it asks you riddles. Yes, and it actually <laughs> so you go to the website, and it shows you these these things, asks you riddles, and you have to answer it in that format. But it's, yeah, what's it's the, Rata, what's the website? Ratalada dot dot yeah. com. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, Batman goes to this website. And he and Riddle have basically a text, a text, a text-based chat about who the next victim is going to be, and it is going to be an orphan. So off the two go, Gordon and Batman to the orphanage that had burned down and a whole bunch of stuff and shady Gotham things and all sorts of shenanigans. Big mm. sign at the end of the hallway that says "Welcome." Now, 
I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat for a minute. <laughs> this hallway striking resemblance to Arkham Asylum from Joker. Mm-hmm. At the end of that movie, when Joker's running back and forth, and you get that long right. shot, it, it, yeah. it looks almost identical. Which is what's supposed to make you think that's, that's what I in. thought. Yeah. And at that point, I was kind of thinking, is this in the same universe? It's not. I but, it then up, we it's get, not. but then we get the deleted scene, and it's like, no, this is not the same universe. And even furthermore, yeah. it's like 81. This is supposed to be taking place in what, 2019, 2020? So it, the, the timeline doesn't match up at all, which I'm personally kind of upset about. <laughs> Because I would have, I know, I, was, I want I was, more Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, it would have been fantastic. I want more. If they just, they could have made this, they could have made this movie like in two thousand, and dropped this Easter egg, and it would have been perfect. But mm-hmm. whatever. Anyways, there's some video footage of uh, Thomas Wayne, and he's on his mayoral campaign, and he's talking about the Gotham Renewal Fund, which is basically a billion dollars in donation that's going to go into the public works program. And written on the wall is the sins of the father, so the next victim is going to be Bruce Wayne. And around this time, Alfred's getting a package in the mail, it's a bomb, and away he goes. Right. So now Alfred's in the hospital. So Batman survives a full-on blast of the face, and Alfred survives basically getting blown up. Well, no, because he throws it and then hides behind a desk. Sure. I, I guess. Okay. We then get, mon- get a montage of Bruce. If Batman was there, it could have blown up in his face and he still would have survived <laughs> it. That's the difference between Batman and Alfred. <laughs> we then get a montage of Bruce putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And uh, Selena contacts Bruce via that contact lens cam and she basically wants a word she wants help to avenge her friend's murder batman asks her about the robbery and selena says falcon owes her that money because he's her father so they're going that route have they ever done this in yeah. the comics uh, I, don't no. think, I don't know no. falcon being selena's father have they ever done that anywhere else or is this like unique to this movie uh, it's it's unique as far as i can tell okay. i don't recall oh, that yeah. being anywhere else okay because I don't. I mean, it's a great, it's a good twist. It is a good twist. It is a good twist. They're putting their own. Spin I was on not. It. I, ex- like I it. was. I can tell you, I was not expecting it. Neither was I. Neither was I. So basically, Selena feels like she's owed this money because when her mother was murdered and social social services came for her, Falcone basically said nothing. Like he couldn't even look at her when this was going on. Batman mm-hmm. agrees to help her, and of course, they have to kiss. No problems there. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Ridley releases another video about Thomas trying to cover up his insane wife Martha and her mother who killed her father and committed suicide and when a reporter was going to uncover all of this during Thomas Wayne's campaign run Thomas turned to Falcone to help with this reporter problem and he basically ended up killing him Bruce goes to Falcone yep. go ahead no yep okay Bruce goes to Falcone after he finds out this information and he basically wants this confirmed and Falcone confirms everything. The Riddler, Falcone basically confirms everything the Riddler said. Once Maroney found out about everything that was going on between Thomas and Falcone, it's suspected through Falcone's version of the story that Maroney had Thomas Wayne killed out of fear of their relationship or whatever. 
Later on at the hospital, Alfred has a different take on the situation, says yes, Thomas went to Falcone because he wanted to strike some fear into this reporter person, and he basically wanted the story buried, and it was his mistake. But then when he found out that Falcone killed this reporter, Thomas wanted to go to the police, and that's when Falcone killed Thomas. So we get a whole exposition ah. dump here, and then this is where Bruce kind of turns around and accepts Alfred, and it's a heartwarming moment, and yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that was a a really quick. It's an odd turn for the movie. <laughs> it's a it was really like, odd turn hey, for the movie. He got this information and he goes over. Then he goes, "No, it's a lie." And he goes, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." I'm like, "Come on, Batman! <laughs> You've been this great detective this entire time, and you're gonna go ahead and just believe this that Falcone says, like Fal oh, Falcone, Falcone, whatever they call him in this one, but." <laughs> It just, it seemed odd that he went ahead and just believed that, and then Alfred's like, no, that's not what happened, this happened. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Back to back. Uh, I, I believe like you, back then. to back scenes. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. You could walk up to him and uh, and just say whatever you want, and he'll go, oh, well, then I guess I believe you. Yeah. Sounds good. Sure. Like, <laughs> good guy, bad guy, whatever. You said it. I mean, you wouldn't lie. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It just, it was, that was just odd. So, it, was, it was too quick. Yeah. So Selena has captured one of these crooked cops. And her, Batman, and Gordon are all trying to figure out what to do about this. Well, this, one of these crooked cops, that was the one who actually took her friend. Took her friend. Right? He's the one that took her yeah. friend. He has Selena's phone. And Selena right. has a voicemail on her phone of whole audio of Falcone basically strangling Selena's friend because she knew via the DA that he was the rat in the whole Moroni situation from years and years ago. Evidently, the money from the Thomas Wayne renewal fund was used to, for a massive drug operation within the city. Falcone got greedy. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I just, it's, how, how ridiculous. <laughs> you know, just like, hey. What, how ridiculous, here, here's how all, ridiculous here's that all this Thomas money. Wayne dies and magically there's a billion dollars. <laughs> for the criminals to just scoop up, <laughs> yeah, sure, right. It's right. Gotham, and then you've got, and the, it's Gotham. But that's when you've, that's when you've got this, this Riddler character who's like Thomas Wayne did all this stuff. And it's like, no, I mean, but it, but it all, it all fell into place where it made sense. Well, like he funded all of this stuff. It's like, no, they took the money. Yeah, well, 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 he killed all these. No, he didn't kill anybody. Nor did he pay anybody to kill anybody. He's more upset. But, he's more upset that Thomas tried to cover up some stuff that was going on with Martha and the what, fact that she was right. insane and he was running for mayor and he turned to right. Falcone. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I mean, I, we're gonna get I love to that. that. His I love that Martha was an Arkham. They actually did. They actually did say that in the Gotham. That's another. That's another thing that kind of points this movie towards Joker a little bit because they do something like this in that movie, right? I, I'm just. Right. It's 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 so. I feel like I did look it up though. I feel like I all the pieces. They're not in the same I know they're not. I know they're not. I know no. they're not. I'm just but saying I, I it think, would just be so cool if they were. All the pieces are there. It feels like all the pieces are there, and then somewhere along the line, some higher up suit decided to say, "You know what? 
no let's let, let's let's change this and make it its own universe let's change the date let's change some of the character names and and and, and switch some of this around it that, that's kind of what it feels like because you have an insane mother and you have them going into this area and then all of us i mean um you have them going into uh the orphanage and that whole scene that's immediately supposed to make you think about joker i don't know i don't know I don't know. I it's it's weird. I'm 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 weird about it. I'm weird about it. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, anyways, where was I? So, the money that was to be used for the renewal fund after Thomas Wayne died got basically seized by the mob and a whole bunch of other people within Gotham. Falcone got greedy, ratted out Marmone and his whole drug operation, and basically took control of the city, installing a whole bunch of people in political positions to be his puppets. And so it's been for twenty years. So, Selena, she's off to kill Falcone, but before she can do that, a message from the real, okay, but before she can actually do that, while she's actually in Falcone's presence, the message that was on her cell phone gets basically leaked out onto social media, and it's playing all over the news. Great. Perfect. I thought she leaked it. I thought she leaked it. I thought Riddler leaked it. Maybe he did. Uh, hmm, I don't maybe you're right. It's maybe not it clear was, as maybe, to who. Maybe it, it just... was Selena that leaked it. Actually, after the video, the Riddler does have him make an announcement, doesn't he? Another announcement. Because he makes an announcement after every video on... Maybe? Sure. I think he did. Maybe it was the Riddler. You're right. Anyways, during this time, Selena has a shootout with some of Falcone and his goons. Falcone eventually gets the upper hand and is getting ready to strangle her to death, but Batman comes in to save the day. Falcone is in cuffs and he's being brought out to a sea of cops who are not on Falcone's payroll, they're actually the good guys. The Penguin is not happy at all about him being a rat. They have some words, Penguin reaches for a gun, but before Penguin can shoot him, somebody else shoots him. And Batman springs into action, heading for the apartment where the gunshot came from, and this is basically where the movie turns into seven. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this whole yeah. this whole scene the apartment is inspired after john doe there's a witness <laughs> like okay whatever there's a witness who gives him a tip that says they saw somebody leave the apartment immediately after the shot and they're sitting downstairs in a nearby diner they go downstairs they arrest the man who's sitting at the diner and he gives an awkward smile to batman he has two ids ed nastian and Patrick Parker. Why don't mm-hmm. they just call him Edward Nigma? I have no idea. Enigma. Why don't they just call him Edward Nigma? Why do they call him, call him Edward Nashian? Uh, I don't know. Enigma would have been so much better. Well, that was the whole... Well, that's what was cool about... Yes. Uh, whatever. I, I don't know. I hate. I really don't I hate, know what they did and why. I hate, and this I did see in the trailer. I hate that there's a question mark in the coffee. It's so cartoony. <laughs> it's so cartoony for this movie. I just I can't stand it. We're back upstairs in the apartment where there's a sea of forensic people and a whole bunch of cops, and they're going over this apartment with a fine-tooth comb. And there are thousands of ledgers or diaries just hanging out on the wall. Jeffrey Wright begins to read a passage out of one of them. 
Mm. And it's just the one that happens to give away everything. Yep. At this point, I thought movie almost over. So did I. Nope. So did I. (laughs) It's pulling a page from Dark Knight. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely pulling a page from Dark Knight. Because when you think the movie's over, and then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, Harvey Dent got to show up, so... Another hour left. <laughs> I, I did not realize when I went into this, I was thinking it might have been like a two-hour movie. Oh, no. I did not realize it was a three-hour I knew it was three movie. going in. I knew it Ugh. was three going in. I did not, and I was like, why is this movie taking so long? I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a three-hour movie. <laughs> I should have looked it up before I went in. <laughs> The police find out that the uh, Riddler's been posting a whole bunch of videos to some social website, and they're working on decrypting it so they can actually watch it. And this is where I nope out, because you can go, I guarantee you, if there's a nutcase like this online posting videos, it's going to show up on YouTube, it's going to show up on Reddit, it's going to show up on Dailymotion, you can go to any torrent website to find this thing, like, you do not need... To, to spend hours trying to decrypt a password to unlock this. You don't need to do that. That's way overkill. But anyways, whole bunch of news clippings all over the wall of Batman and Bruce all over the place of him as he's a child. Orphan stuff is everywhere. Like, he knows. <laughs> he knows. I don't think so. Fine. Oh, my God. Just then, as Batman is looking at this mural that's up on the Riddler's wall, he gets a phone call, and the Riddler is asking for him from inside of Arkham. Okay. Here, Riddler, to your credit, goes into a whole diatribe about his disdain for Bruce Wayne. Because everyone was worried about the poor billionaire orphan when his lion daddy ended up dead. They were all sitting there in the orphanage thinking that he was going to be the next one to come in and Thomas Wayne and the announcement of the renewal fund and nobody was going to forget them and blah, 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 and just the whole sob story. But nope, none of that ever happened because the entire town of city of Gotham was worried about the poor billionaire. The best villains are the ones that are relatable. I'm going to say that. Okay. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is where Riddler, yeah, this is where Riddler basically expects that the two of them are going to be besties and they're going to watch everything unfold together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yet no. he hates Bruce Wayne. He hates Bruce Wayne. He hates but Bruce wants Wayne, to become, but wants to be best friends with but Batman. Wants to be best friends with Batman. <laughs> yet you guys think he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Nope. <sighs> my first you know, time watching that, I thought the exact same thing. My second time watching it, I went, nope. You know, he they did not... that in Batman Forever. <laughs> no. Nope. They did it in Batman, and they did it, they did it, I'm Batman. <laughs> no, I was thinking in Batman Forever, we have this whole thing where you've got Nicole Kidman's character, Dr. Chase Meridian, and she's she has a thing for Batman, but she's not into Bruce. And then later on, she's into Bruce, but not so much into Batman anymore because she likes Bruce. (laughs) And it's just so she's like, I'm sorry, there's another guy. And then he turns around and as Batman smiles, (laughs) then leaves. I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it's funny when they have that. Again, there's a duality there with the with the character. And it's just it's so stupid the way that they did everything in that movie. But. I, I think it's hilarious. 
because like we're seeing it all, but then you know, and obviously he's seeing it all, but everybody around him is like, oh, what? Oh, okay, whatever. So I'll after Riddler it. goes into the whole thing about how he and Batman are going to be besties, Batman basically tells him, you're a crazy person, you're in Arkham Asylum, you're going to stay here, you and I are not working together, and that's basically it. Riddler then says, well, there's more to come, and then he starts singing. Oh, I thought his portrayal here was phenomenal. It was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic what he does here. It's Perfect. Singing Ave Maria the way he does. Oh, my God. Flipping out the way he does. I mean. And just the look that he gives him, too, like, when he realizes, like, oh, you don't know everything that's going on. You're not as smart as I thought you were. And then he just goes into, oh, my God. I, yeah. Yeah. This was here. This character clicked for me. Like, before this, I was not, I was not feeling him at all. But after this, this was this was the moment. This was his moment in the movie, and I and I absolutely loved it. Batman goes back to Riddler's apartment to try to get some answers. He okay. This, this is another problem I have with these cops. They leave the murder weapon in the apartment. <laughs> like first you have first you have like a bunch of incompetent cops that don't bother to check out the garage where they find the bloody <laughs> the bloody um, garden tool. Well, and now to their you credit though. And ahead, and now go, go you ahead. have the murder weapon that they knew was the murder weapon in the apartment. Like, why is this not in evidence? Why did they not? Well, because the this? whole the whole the whole thing's gonna go in evidence. There's a lot of stuff there. So they just leave it. But to their credit, it's the, the 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 whole door was. This is where you see him take off the bat symbol, the right, bat right. symbol off his chest, right. and he cuts open the caution tape. Um. The whole apartment was blocked off, and they're probably going to go through and rec- record everything that's in there because there is a lot in that apartment. Um, they probably just didn't get to that piece yet. The guy murdered the honest. mayor and the commissioner and the DA. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't leave. All right, guys, let's pack it up and <laughs> so go home. So that, but here's my you know, question, No, I'm really though. tired. Let's, can, we, can we just call it a night and just leave all this stuff here? But is it the same one, though? Because they found the same murder he weapon. He takes it out of, like, the evidence bag. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Right. But that one was there. They also found the same murder weapon the day of the murder, too. We're talking about the... No, we're talking about the murder weapon that he used to kill the mayor. The one that he... At the I, beginning of the movie, he whacks the mayor over the back of the head with this carpet tool. And... And he left it there. No, yeah. he took it with him, didn't he? Uh, I could have sworn no, he took he it did, with him. He, he, he did take he it walks, with him. Because he, he, he whacks on. him over the back of the head. He and drops then he it throws it. Right. That's where the blood splatter goes, came from, where Batman was paying attention to at the beginning. Then we see him walking over and picking it up. And here, in this apartment, it's, it's bagged and tagged. I'm just saying, all of this evidence, they just leave it there. Yeah, the whole apartment's blocked over though. The, the, all of fine. it, all of it's evidence. Okay, fine. All this specific thing is evidence. This specific murder weapon that killed the mayor. It's the actual murder. It's weapon. It's the actual murder weapon. You figure like that's the most important piece. But if they that we need right now. There, but if they nah. didn't leave it in there, he would not have figured out the rest of it because the cop who actually knows because movie. Uh, fine. Yeah. Fine. Because then the they couldn't make the cop who actually knows what the tool is is what gives away the rest of it. You're right. And if that cop wasn't there and the murder weapon wasn't there, so none of it would have been figured out. So Batman's that's looking right. at this murder weapon and some random carp tells him, oh, yeah, that's a carpet tool and blah, 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 whatever like that. 
and up the carpet comes and real change and a hand-drawn map of Gotham with a whole bunch of blinking lights in certain areas, which is really cool. The uploaded video from before that they were trying to uh, get into, yeah, that's available now, and it's basically, I hate this. I hate this. It's basically Riddler going, huh? Hi guys. Anyway, Riddler here. Um, I want to thank everybody for the donations, and I want to thank everybody for the tips on detonators. Uh, we're we're ready and we're here and we're 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 gonna do our. Th He's just a regular guy now. What happened? What happened to His him being voice. ominous? What happened to him being a character? What happened to him being a villain? Now he's just a dude on Twitch. Like, wow! <laughs> it's so stupid the way that he's just it, like, "Hey, everybody, how's it going?" Like, no, because he's with his people. When we first ah! heard his voice, it was like it was deep. It was like modulated. Like there, there were some things happening, yes. and then. Like as he continued on, his he he was able to be understood better. Like he was using better diction, <laughs> we could hear him more clearly. And then it was like you could hear his voice going up a little bit higher. So again, easier to hear. And then suddenly, here everything was off. No effects, <laughs> nothing. But the thing is, he didn't have anything on him that was making his voice have effects. It was just movie editing. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what I was like, uh, come on. like, come on. I thought, I mean, at least Bane, at least Bane had yeah. like a thing here. We're like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> your precious armory, gratefully accepted, you know, oh, but Mr. here. So anyways, <laughs> sure. It just, eh. this felt completely flat. Like this, like this, this, <laughs> this, this almost killed the character for me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Uh, eh, okay. But the character was just built up. It was perfect. <laughs> and now it's killed. It was perfect. With the, with the exception of the costume that I was saying about and some of the little quirks, I was I, I was uh -huh. not feeling the character of Riddler, but I was on board with the, what they were doing. And then you had the uh -huh. whole interrogation scene, and I was like, oh, perfect, brilliant. Absolutely. You've, right. you've redeemed yourself, sir. And now right. you're, just, you're, you're just a dude streaming mm -hmm. to your audience. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Anyways, we find out that there's a whole bunch of bombs around the city that's uh, basically right next to the seawalls. And as he's telling this, boom, 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 and here all of the water comes. Um, the people of Gotham are all freaking out. The mayor-elect is determined to make her speech. She goes out there, makes her speech, and immediately gets shot by a bunch of Riddler's fringe following that's, like, up in the rafters area. Did not see that coming. Neither did I. I thought it was great. I I thought it was... I, it was... It was so predictable. As soon as she says, I'm going out there, I knew she was She was going to get shot. Oh yeah, I figured 100%. she was gonna die. Like I've been waiting. Like, like we. I thought like, she was gonna die. I'm surprised she didn't. So but. am I. Like I was ready. Like okay, we've seen <laughs> we've seen explosions go off and people aren't getting scratched up. We've seen another dude hide behind a desk for an explosion and he ended up in the hospital and he's alive. <laughs> and I'm I'm thinking like somebody has to die in this film and I figured it was gonna and be. She's not, and she's not even a main character. So not like, even. She died. Not even. She's she she might as well be a random. Like she's a brand new mayor. Fine, but like. So she gets shot. She basically takes one in the shoulder. Batman saves, shows up to save the day, and he fights off all these crazies single-handedly, but 
The last one gives him a little bit of trouble because he takes a full-on shotgun blast to the gut, and this is what almost does Batman in. He falls off, Selina shows up out of nowhere, rescues him, gives him a kiss, but then she gets knocked on the back of the head and she's out. Batman sees what's going on, gives himself a shot of adrenaline, and beats this guy's face into a bloody pulp, or I thought, because then the cops show up and remove this guy's mask and he looks fine. He was all bloody. A little bit. Nah. The amount of times the Batman punched this guy in the face. Oh, he should have been, yeah, he should have been toast. Like, his, his... cavity should have been caved in like something yeah. something's broken th- things are missing there's a bloody mess but no it's just like maybe his nose is broken right. <laughs> just yeah okay sure anyways um as the flood is coming in well as everything is blowing up around them and the flood is coming in batman heroically goes down there to save everybody and basically lead them away from danger And I love the ending of this Batman in daylight. And there's a woman that he's rescuing. He's basically carrying over, carrying her over to a lift to a helicopter so she can go to the hospital. And she's so terrified that she does not want Batman to let her go. I think it's a complete 180 from what Batman was at the beginning of this movie with somebody that he rescued saying, please don't hurt me to the end of this movie where somebody's like, please do not let me go. I think it's a fantastic story arc. For Batman, it really was. It was and I think this is going to be the start. And this, because I was looking at this too, and I was, when I told Lee before he even watched, I said, this is not, for me, this was not Batman as a vigilante. It was Batman as a detective. I think the next one will become more Batman as the vigilante. But the they, they better still keep the elements of the detective thing in there and right. also yeah. give a little bit more Absolutely. character but development was, too. But he was, he was you know, not looked at as a vigilante. I mean, they said it once in a news broadcast, but right, because I they did knew not that he look was. at him as a vigilante in this movie at all. Neither did he, I. Me, he, was just a, he was a detective. Yeah. Right. He was a vigilante through and through in the um, Nolanverse. In this one, he was a detective. And I think in the next movie, if they do another movie, which I think they should, um, he will fall more into that vigilante role because people are now seeing him as that. Yeah. Because he is saving people now. He wasn't mm-hmm. before. Full on right. saving people. And just the, the visual of him in the daylight did it in. Like it, that, that did it for me. It was fantastic. It was absolutely Well, when fantastic. he falls into the water and then he breaks off the flare to save yeah. everybody. He starts he, ma- you see him, yeah. he makes that choice. Yes. And he steps into it. And then you're like, here we go. That's the hero. Now he's vigilant. He's, he's now he's the hero. He's the full he's on the vigilante hero, hero. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I thought it was great. Again, I think it's a great story arc for the character of Batman. I loved it. Um. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in Arkham Asylum, <laughs> Riddler is having a full on mental breakdown because Batman ruined his plans to flood and kill a bunch of people in Gotham. Here's yep. <laughs> another problem I have with this movie that I'm going to bring up now that we're at the end, and. It's a trope that happens in a lot of movies, but I want to bring it up here. How you have a villain who is making really good points. I mean, granted, they're a villain, but they're making really good points all the way through. Like, everybody Riddler went after, in so many words, basically deserved and got what they had coming. They were corrupt people. They were crooked. They were bleeding the city dry. They were using the Wayne Fund for a whole bunch of nefarious means. And, and Riddler was sick of it because it was taking away from people who actually needed it. Fine. 
but then he decides that he's going to flood the city and kill a whole bunch of innocent people. Like, he has to go full-on psycho. Yep. Happens in every movie. I hate it. I hate that trope. I hate that trope. It's like, I know I'm <laughs> supposed to be rooting against him because he's the villain, but you don't have to, like, smack me across the face with it. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, you don't have to make him that dislikable. I... You could... No. Th- 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 there are other ways to do this. Like, brainwashing people with radio waves from your TV <laughs> and having it suction. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> this was better than that. Enigma tech. I think the worst. I think the worst offender is something like Fight Club, where it's like uh, a lot of like inward perspective and like make yourself better and make yourself stronger and do more for you and just make yourself a better person. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, by the way, we have to destroy two buildings. Why? Why? There's no reason for that. Something about seven soap, buildings. right? Hmm? Seven buildings. Oh, with seven buildings? Was yeah, it really? It was all the, cre- it it was was all the, the credit, credit unions, but I like, okay, all it the was seven. Buildings Fine. Was, yeah. Jeez. Like, wait, wait. There's a tie-in here. Brad Pitt. Jesus. Seven. Seven no. buildings. Well, yes, you're right. Brad Pitt. Seven. And Zodiac, all directed by the same guy. Ooh. Fight Club, Zodiac, Seven. All same director. Yeah. Really? Kind of have a feeling like oh, Matt Reeves got to make that David Fincher. Anyways, <laughs> like I was saying, meanwhile, back at Arkham Asylum, during uh, Riddler's whole mental breakdown because Batman ruined his plans, he becomes really good friends with his neighbor, who is, I'm guessing, the Joker. It is the Joker. Great. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Now, Selena, Miss Kyle, she's getting ready to... Amscarion out of town. She invites Batman to come with her, but she then realizes that he's already spoken for her. Mm-hmm. And then the two by of Gotham. Yeah, by Gotham. And then the two of them ride off and go their separate ways at the end. Roll credits, the end. I loved it. So did I. I loved yep. it. Now, what was your take on the deleted scene? Okay. So I didn't take any notes on the deleted scene. No. I don't but, think I, I mean, have it was. To. It was there's, there's not much that's there's going much on that's there. Going it's basically, on there. Okay, so I miss it, so fill me so in. So basically... I sent it to you. Basically, it's the events of Batman's first year as being Batman. Evidently, he took down Joker. Um, with the Joker, yes. they're going all, you know, he fell in acid because of a whole bunch of scars that are all over his body. He, he's, he's super scarred. He's, he's, he's like he's, Jason Voorhees he's scarred. He's completely disfigured. <laughs> So yeah. and he pays him a visit in Arkham Asylum and basically hands him the case file of everything that's going on now with the Riddler and basically wants to know what Joker thinks about everything that's going on. And Yeah, he's basically pulling a um, you know, Starling here. Yeah. Like it's silence of the lambs. Like, let me just take this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what's happening here. Um yep. Joker basically gives him I have a feeling like they're going to move in the direction of the two of them being frenemies, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of maybe. what it's looking like, because Batman's going to him for an opinion, answers, yeah, uh, advice, if you really want to take it that far. And and Joker's willing to actually give it to him. Like he he looks at Adam and says, "Have you actually read this file? Like this guy wants to be yeah. you. This guy's yeah. jealous of you. I'm surprised that you haven't figured this out yet." And then Joker gets all insane and starts laughing, and that's basically the end of the scene. 
but the point of it yeah. was is they know each other there was a whole first year and joker was the big bad in the first year and batman took him down and now they're friends yeah hmm. that's basically what the deleted scene is and it it, yeah. it, it ruined well, they were friends at the end of the movie because riddler gives the Joker gives the Riddler a riddle. They were friends. Rid- right. They became buddies. They became buddies. Now, the one thing I'm curious about is when in the movie does this deleted scene take place? Yeah, that was my... I, it has to be... It has to be before Riddler gets arrested. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay. Um, and then it would it probably... It probably leads... It's probably shortly before that. It probably leads right up to it, hmm. basically. Hmm. Sure, but Wait a minute, they meet before they're in prison. No, 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 no. This is between Batman and the Riddler uh, and the and Joker. Joker. Oh, okay. They're having a they're having a conversation. The, the scene clearly takes place. It's before... why I, it's why I sent it to you guys in a text like two days ago. Oh, was it to both of us? Yes, I didn't. That's when it. Will said it was old news. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but just in case somebody didn't see this, I saw it like 20 minutes after it came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if they move in that direction, I'm okay with it. I love the way. Okay, so I love the way that the movie ends because they're basically they're basically setting up Arkham Asylum or Arkham yeah. City. Like they're that's basically what they're going for now. Like the city is flooded, it's chaotic. Eventually, there's going to be some type of of you know a prison break. All of these people are going to come flooding out of Arkham Asylum. Or 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 a prison or whatnot, and, and Batman is just gonna have to deal with. I'm all for it. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. So, I will say that. Yeah, I think it's one of my uh, one of my favorite Batman movies. Um, yeah. yeah, it's up there for me. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I, I, I would I, say I, it's par with Dark Knight. Yeah, I think for a different uh, reason. Yeah, I yeah. I can't put them in order. I it's it's very difficult to put them in order. I would say that the Dark Knight is definitely the best of the Nolan verse. Um, then the Schumacher films, then oh, this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say story wise, um, this I would say this and the Batman animated series are very good as far as like detective and story and stuff like that. I think that they did a fantastic job with that. Mm. Um. But I, I, it's it's hard to compare. I'd say I, I really enjoy the first two, uh, the Tim Burton films, and those will never not be on my list of favorite Batman films. I think this is um, better than Burton films. I think this is better than the Burton films. Oh yeah, but they th- there's a it's a nostalgia. You know, right. I grew up with it. It's like it's it's a kids. I mean, it's definitely not a kids movie. I wouldn't like. My daughter heard me watching the pitch meeting that I sent you, Chuck, for Batman Returns, which was actually really good. And she's listening and like popping in, and I'm like, "That's more the, of this movie than I ever want you to see." <laughs> she's like, "He bite a guy's nose off and this and that." Like, wait, what? This sounds dark. She's like, "Oh, well, we gotta sell toys for the kids at McDonald's." Yeah, well, <laughs> they're probably not gonna like us that much. Nope. Whoopsie. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'd say that those two are still going to be up there for me. I think that the, both of them, they had um, they had different elements in, in each where it wasn't like you're watching like, oh, it's just a rehash of the first movie because um, Catwoman and the Penguin were so different than Nicholson's Joker. Like it really added a whole new element and made those movies 
different from each other. Um, you know, the second I, one was definitely more dark. I, I take it over the perma smile on <laughs> on Nicholson. <laughs> on Nicholson, it's so bad. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like love to that have Joker. that makeup on and, and talk like like he kind of I mean, like, <laughs> oh it's so funny. Um, Here's so I'll, I'll go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So this is how I look at it. Heath Ledger changed the face of villains bar none compared to anybody else forever. He changed. Uh, he I changed think, it forever. I one hundred percent agree did. with this. Forever, there's I have I have I have tried so hard to look at. Okay, can anyone even compare to that? He 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 became the Joker so good when Joaquin Phoenix became Joker. I thought Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix Joaquin Phoenix was on almost the same level as Heath Ledger, but in a different way. Heath Ledger was more the 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 um. The, the straight villain, crazy, I'm going to kill you kind of guy. Joaquin Phoenix was a psychopath through and through, and he fit that role so well. Um, this movie felt like that comparison to Dark, Knight, to Dark Knight for me. Yes. This movie, on a different level, was par to Dark Knight. Dark Knight was phenomenal. Like, at the time, best Batman movie to date. Dark Knight Rises to me was a dip compared to Dark Knight. Um, I like Dark Knight way better than Dark Knight Rises. It's hard um, to follow. What? It was hard to follow that. Like, how do you follow up the Dark Knight? Uh, it's, you know, yeah, it was just. It was yeah. I mean, I mean, um, what's his name's portrayal of Two Face was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, that and then this movie, it's it's if you're comparing action to action, Dark Knight is way better. This movie just gave that dark, gritty, detective, you have ominous feel, and it was on the same level, but for different reasons. And I appreciate both almost equally. And if you put both side by side, and I was going to go, which Batman movie do I want to watch tonight? They're both three hours long. Do I want to watch straight, full-on, vigilante action, or do I want to watch a detective movie? And that would be the only difference in the mood I'd want to watch that night. But both of them are fantastic in my book. I 100% agree with what you just said. Mm-hmm. They're both they're both phenomenal movies. I I'm gonna go ahead and give this one the edge to Dark Knight, um, mm. because Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises both lose points with me because of how different Gotham was compared to Batman Begins. Like, for whatever mm. reason, the entire aesthetic of Gotham changes. Like, it just, like, yeah. like in Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, Gotham just turns into another American city. Batman Begins, right. Gotham was Gotham. And it was right. fantastic. Right. And then for some reason, just it, 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 it changed. And to New York City. It changed to New York. Well, and I just, it, yeah. Reason, reason being, and and it all comes down to something very basic about Batman compared to like Superman. Batman is supposed to take place at night for the most part, not the day. Mm. So, Batman Begins was very much a nighttime story situation, and that's why when you saw so much daytime stuff happening, 
you know, when he was Batman. Like, Batman, he hides in the night. It's why he wears black. But it's out in the middle of the daytime, and he's running around outside. Right. He's wearing just black. He stands out like a sore thumb. Yes. And that's what that's what makes those movies so different. Like, everything happened that was in the daytime. It was less, you know, he's in the shadows. That's what made this good, you know, this movie, because they were using the shadows as fear. You know, the whole point of Batman, which, I mean, of course they didn't get into it here, is the reason he's using bats is because bats, people are afraid of bats. Okay. You know, that was the whole thing, like, using fear, you know, to the advantage. They touched upon that in, in multiple different Batman stories. But they did a great job here. We were talking about that where it's like the, the light's up in the sky. I'm afraid to walk in that shadow. Yeah. Like Batman's, Batman's like miles away, but they won't walk near the shadows because what if he's there. Yeah, it was great. They are terrified. It was fantastic. They weren't afraid of him being there. They were afraid of maybe he's maybe. there. <laughs> and I will say this, even though it's a detective film and I know who the bad guy is, I would still watch this movie. So would I. Well, yeah. Just, so would it's I. Just like, of course. It's like, like I said, the, 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 as soon as, well, for me, as soon as I saw Falcone, I knew exactly who the rat was going to be. That didn't kill the movie for me. Not right. at all. But it's just like Zodiac. You know that you, they never they find They never the find out who he is, yeah. I will oh. say this, though. Every time I watch Zodiac, I get, oh, like something in my stomach just churns. Because I sit there, like, when they're in the, when you see um, the girl and her boyfriend in the, in the park by, her, by the car, mm. and then she's watching the yeah. guy stab her boyfriend. Yeah. I'm just like, after she's been stabbed, like, seven times, I just sit there going, I couldn't even imagine that feeling. Like, it's so gut-wrenching. But they, the whole ensemble in that film was phenomenal, too. Just like this film. I... Colin Farrell was phenomenal. Jo- uh, Falcone, phenomenal. Um, uh, Bat- Burt Pattinson, Reynolds. I'm sorry, yeah, Pattinson. Reynolds. Pattinson <laughs> was fantastic in this I film. Still I still fantastic. can't believe that we're sitting here saying that. I, <laughs> I still cannot believe I, that we're sitting here I, saying that about him. That was my biggest walking into this film. I was like, I am so nervous yeah, about so Robert was I. Pattinson as Batman. So was I. He blew me away. Yep. Blew but, me away. But here's away. the reason why all of us went into it and said, let's just go into it, is because of Heath Ledger. None of us wanted to see Heath Ledger take on the mantle of Joker. I was more... I'm not going to say anything. It took you a year <laughs> after, its, after, its vi- like, after its DVD release. That's because I'm such, that I was such a Nicholson fan, and I was like, what, the guy from 10 I Things know. I Hate About You? No, thank you. Like that, I, right. I'll admit it. I don't care, but... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, that, but that's my point. I think that's the thing. Is like The reason why we try to give the benefit of the doubt now when we see an actor and we it's go, Heath oh, Ledger. come on, really? It's Heath Ledger. It's because of Heath Ledger, right. because he blew us away you're with right. that. So, I think we're going to wrap it up. There's one more thing that I want to bring up to the both of you, and I want to get your thoughts, because it's a thought that I had coming out of this movie. So, we have this, and we have Joker. I'm going to say this right now. If Warner Brothers continues on this track of putting movie, plot, and character before, you know, franchise and special effects and sequel baiting, the MCU's days are numbered in my book. I'm growing increasingly tired of that, like that, that formula coming out of the MCU. And if, 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 if Warner Brothers can keep this up, 
like these like the one-off or even like just tease that they were in the same universe or actually do the characters justice or just like I just said, pay attention to like movie and plot first before anything else. Yeah. And to say that a couple of years ago would have been asinine to say that a couple of years ago would have been absolutely crazy. But now like with these two, I would actually like to see Warner brothers do a, their version of Superman like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would, I'm one of those people. I don't mind man of steel. I actually think it's a good movie. I Man of Steel is one of my favorites. It's it's it, but, it's a fantastic movie. But I also grew up with uh, <laughs> Lois and Clark. Dean Kane oh, was <laughs> I I watched all four seasons. I, I it has a special place in my heart. I've always been a Superman fan. It's, he's my favorite superhero. Um, I mean, nothing can touch Christopher Reeves. Obviously, Christopher Reeves is just fantastic. Christopher Reeves is Superman. Um, yeah, Superman three. Best Superman movie. I wouldn't no. say that. I wouldn't say that. Out of the four? Superman 2. Oh, Superman 2. Superman really? 2 is the you... best. Superman 2 is the best. Re- Are you serious? Are you kidding me? Uh, I like them both. I like Superman 2 was like the best. <laughs> Superman, <three. Hang laughs> on. Superman 3 is the funniest, but Superman 2 is the best Superman movie That's true. to date. No. Superman um, 5 no. was pretty good. You know Superman, Superman, Superman was... Lives was the best. No, it wasn't. We're not. Superman Returns <laughs> was supposed to be Superman Five. Um, uh, it was supposed to be a. It was supposed to be the continuation after Superman Two, when uh, he lives, when he sleeps with Lois as Clark and not Superman. Um, that's what the Superman Returns. They dropped the. I thought Brendan Routh was a great Clark Kent. I thought he failed as Superman. Um, Henry Cavill fantastic superman he's a good he's yeah but he but again his duality but his duality to clark kent was he wasn't the fumbling bumbling clark kent he was just if you want duality i'm sorry christopher reeves does it the best does it the best oh absolutely fantastic fantastic through and through um but i thought the way that he basically the way that he basically in all four of those movies the way that he basically turns his, into Dick his, Van Dyke, his posture when he's his posture. when he's um yeah when Clark. he's Clark Kent is fantastic. It's yep. fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're trying to do now is they're trying to get more into the superhero and not their and not their um their their secret identity. Yeah, you know they're not trying yeah. to do you know um like they're even doing a new TV. Sh- they did a new TV show, Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. Which is actually really good. It's you see Clark, and you see Superman, and they're the same character. Hmm. It's an HBO show. It's an HBO hmm. show. It's Superman and Lois, okay. and it's it's actually the guy who plays Superman, um, on Supergirl. That's HBO. Oh no, it's, it's a, not. It's not HBO. It's it's CW, could, but it's played it's CW too. We can watch it on yeah, HBO yeah. Max. Right, 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 right. Um. But he actually plays a really good Superman. I'll be speaking. He, he does good. a really good job. Speaking of that, I mean, Colin Farrell got a Penguin show coming up on HBO. Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Yep, Colin Farrell. <laughs> I just can't imagine. I mean, can you imagine putting that makeup on every day? Uh, Sitting in no. the chair Jack Nicholson. for 
Jack Nicholson with that fake face, though. Come on. Well, dude. So did you see um, uh, Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour? I did. I didn't. I didn't watch the movie, but I saw the pictures, saw, and I'm yeah. like, that looks fantastic. Yeah, he looks nothing like himself. Well, no, but he that was that like was Winston that whole Churchill, thing. Though. It's like, <laughs> could could you imagine? You know, at, you know, you wake up one day and realize that you were just a character played by Gary Oldman your whole life. <laughs> yeah, like you're actually just Gary Oldman. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I think we're done. I'm done. That said, I'm good. All right, let's wrap it up gonna get out of here all right have a good one everybody see ya bye everyone